0: I've been passing by the moment, trying to stay grounded, but I found I'm always floating The way they count is just revolting, revolving all the options in my cortex Should I do it for the checks, or do I put myself in check Like Henny in a Cortez, I'm Henny dropping dimes. See how heavy that in the floor gets I'll take this wine over Henny, take time, trying to live up in the moment
1: Welcome to the Frame of Flower podcast, my name is LMC I'm joined by a special guest, this is episode number 26 by the way But I am joined by a special guest, his name is Sam Wright he is uh, a 49th Parallel, uh, a music group, really dope group, honestly. Uh, but thanks for being here, Sam. I appreciate yeah, you.
0: Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, dude.
1: Um, so I guess let's just start with like, you know, maybe explain, you know, what 49th Parallel is. How did you, you start to get into music? Kind of a little intro. Um,
0: yeah, for sure. So like you said, my name's Sam. Um, my rapper name, if you want to put it that way, is Coastal, um, and I'm part of a group called 49th Parallel. So we're a group of friends, really. Um, I met most of the dudes that are in it in middle school, a couple of them in high school. Before we ever started making music as like a unit, um, we were just homies. And so we just kicked it all the time. And I was the one out of everyone who always wanted to be a rapper. And like, that was my thing. And I wasn't very outward about it because it felt pretty corny, honest. if I'm being honest. And i made a lot of corny music too so that's another reason that it felt corny because i was making music and i didn't want anyone to see it because i knew it was kind of bad but i was just kind of honing my craft um
1: you ain't corny by the way dude i'm telling you i mean it's corny bro it's corny at the end of the day not to put your shit out there and not ever yeah yeah. what you want to do to be honest but i
0: mean that was that was sort of part of my i think everyone goes through it was i mean i was just self. getting past
1: your cringe phase i call it it's yeah absolutely just cringing at looking at yourself even though it's like you know i think most a lot of people especially artists i think are like their biggest you know self critics right yeah Um, but just pushing back to the dude once you can do that i've told a lot of people this if you can kind of you know you obviously want to you know get feedback and care about you know making good content whatever it may be Mm. but once you get past that point of just not you know worrying about it just doing you yeah i think that's a powerful thing bro a lot of people are held back by just that um yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: sure. And that's something that like that's something that these guys helped me with for sure cuz we were we were friends already and then like they all knew I wanted they they knew what I was about cuz we were good friends and nikki who's another one of my best friends of course, he's in the group also. He makes the, a lot of the beats for the for the group. We were making solo music and then we went on a trip together to our friend's house on Lopez Island, which is in the San Juan's close to Seattle, which is where we're all from. Um and we brought my mic and brought our little janky recording setup, you know, like Garage Band and that type of shit, and just like oh, yeah. fucked around. And then we were like, "Wait, this is kind of fire." And the two other MCs were with us, who AK and Vasili. Those are my best friends, also. And we were like, "Well, let's just fucking let's just drop like a mixtape real quick." And then it just sort of snowballed. Um, a really popular YouTube group called Yes Theory reached. Well, we reached out to them. They responded they put on a concert for us when we were all going into our freshman year of college. Um,
1: yes theory, by the way, is that it's not game theory or
0: no, no, it's yes theory. It's a, so they, their whole thing is like saying yes. So it's kind of like, yes, man. The movie I've heard of them before. I, I've heard yeah. them.
1: I, I know they're really, really popular,
0: super popular. And also yeah. some of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Just like genuine, genuine ass dudes. And, like they obviously put us on beyond belief like for real like just catapulted our career before we were even close to ready for it so we had a bunch of followers when we were still putting out music that when i look back on i'm like this is not what we should have you know this isn't this wasn't ready for you know a couple of of eyeballs.
1: so when did that happen by the way like timeline was
0: so, yeah, the yes theory thing happened the summer in between my senior year of high school and freshman year of college, which is the summer of 2018, I believe. I, gra- I graduated in 2018. So, yeah. That's yeah. dope.
1: Yeah. Cause I, cause you know, Hugh, who obviously is the one who uh, suggested we do this pod, mm-hmm. shout out to Hugh, by the way. He was, cause he, he was telling me like pretty, pretty early on about you guys. And he was like, dude, these guys are doing numbers. And then he showed me your guys' music yeah and dude it's fire it's Thank it's you, super fire bro i and I really wouldn't just say that I, I mean i probably wouldn't even have you on if i didn't like your music yeah of course no dude it, and i don't think it's like I, I get it's the corny thing the whole idea like that I, I actually don't think it's like that at all and i think now days you know as time time has gone on and rap has kind of developed into this kind of popular culture i think it's that stereotypical corniness you know um you know I, I think that that's kind of dissipating but um you know it's funny though i've talked to you know you ever listen to Shankbone.
0: no i haven't
1: you know sam lachow and like, yeah so i was i was so he had a whole group in high school um yeah. and i was talking to ryan he's ryan's actually uh i was gonna I was doing i was gonna do a show with him he's like one of the co-owners of the bakery the dispensary but he went to garfield and stuff and he and probably doesn't want me saying this, but you know, it doesn't really matter. I haven't talked to (laughs) you in a minute. Um, but he was like, look, he's like, dude, just like, he gets like, he like, can't look at like old stuff. Like and he just cringes out and we were going to do the show and he ends up, you know, not hitting me back and just like literally ghost me. And we stopped doing the show. And I think that kind of goes back to that point of though, you know, being, you know, not letting that craziness, you know, you're either going to go one or two ways. You're just going to push past it, keep putting out content, just like, you know, showing the world, you know, who you are, or you're going to, you know, cringe out and just, just completely, you know, not, yeah, not, not, even try to attempt that.
0: You're going to derail yourself a little bit. And something that I learned too early on is, um, so like our most popular song on Spotify, I, our whole group is really into statistics and we try to like work at the music industry. It's not just like we put out music and stuff. So our most popular song is Fastlane, which is off one of our first product projects. And when I listen to that song, I don't like it but it doesn't matter because it's fire
1: dude that song is fucking fire
0: thank you so but what the point i'm trying to make is once i put my art out there it's not up to me anymore so even if i look back and it's cringy or whatever once the consumer takes it and even if they think i'm saying something else than i'm trying to say or whatever that's just as important for whatever i meant for it to sound like whatever i meant for the message to be it's that that art is a subjective thing and so the value of someone else liking it even though I'm the one who made it is just as important as me liking it. And that's something that took me not super long to figure out, but it took me long, a a while to accept, you know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I think, you know, you know, it's not, it's not popping until it's popping. Like it feel, you know, like I always think about like starting different names for like companies and I'm like, Oh, that sounds corny. It's like, you know, until it's popping, you know, you, you won't really think that once it, once it's popping, I mean, well, I but, mean, um, a, absolutely. A great, but I think that's a great point, though. You know, you're you're putting that out in the public space. It's not technically, you know, you have you may have ownership, but you know, the the overall perception of it. You know, that's yeah. I think that's yeah. I think that's a great great point. And, and so yeah. you may think and and like I said, you know, a lot of artists are like their biggest self critics.
0: Um, yeah, I for sure am. Yeah, that's. I think that's healthy. And sometimes it can't be, but a lot of the time it is, because otherwise you're not evolving. Absolutely. Uh, yeah
1: and and like and i love you know i think it's a good segue you know i think you know adapting right like adapt or die right just that that's that just baseline you know idea of life right but like adapting in the music industry right um yeah you know how, how have you guys progressed since you guys have gotten together because now it's been what two years about a year and a half since you guys have been or two years you guys have been together the, the whole you, group.
0: Yeah, a little longer than that, but yeah. it's somewhere around there. It's it's a hard time for him to keep as far as adapting to the music industry. So it's something for us right now, it's we're just getting into that adapting stage and we've been in the learning about the music industry stage. And that's just as important, right? But so it's like 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 knowing what's happening that's like that sounds like a really blanket common sense stage but so many artists are just like if we make good music people will listen to it and as much as i would love for that to be true and as much as i think that that was a little bit of the case before maybe um now it's not cuz everyone the and their in the mom yeah. everyone in their mom wants to rap and a lot of people are putting out really good music so like right now i'm reading a book that's titled how to make it in the new music business industry. I'm listening to podcasts about what it means to be an artist in the music industry. And what all of these things tell me is learn and work. So I go to school. I'm I'm, in, I'm a creative writing major at Western Washington University in Bellingham. That's where I am right now. Um, I, I work hard at school. I have to have a job in order to pay rent, but that doesn't when those things are done, it's not like, oh, I just make music, you know, because I'm good at it or because I like doing it. It's like this is what I want to do. So when I get done with my four hours of homework, when I get off my six, eight hour shift, whatever it is, I'm locking myself in my room and I'm grinding because this is there, there's a quote that stuck out to me. Actually, I think it was last night or the night before and I was reading this book. It was like so many artists fail because they focus on what they want now and not what they want in the future so it's like i gotta do what i don't want to do right now in order to have what i want in the future and that's like
1: that's entrepreneurship bro you dude, you're a true entrepreneur going you know that whole like you're explaining just now like i you know i'm at school for however many hours you know the day you know go to work whatever and then i'm coming back and i'm working on my other side hustle and you kind of are treating it like an entrepreneur like and that's how you have to you're so right like this music industry is so competitive now right and and you you in creating content in a lot of ways too it, it, you know for example YouTube right the algorithm like the number one thing you know I, like I, I study I actually study the music industry like just because I, I want to take things from it but I also study uh, content creation and um, yeah. obviously number one thing with like YouTube is like it, the algorithm you know you have to work it because you know even if it's great, whatever you know even if it's awesome, the more eyeballs right the better so you need to get better ranking SEO put it in people's faces but and and i think those are all different strategies you know, um, <laughs> oh, uh, put into place wow. bless you um but i so i'm, I'm curious who do you li- who do you listen to like who do you um name out because i i i you know let me ask you this and then i want and then i want you to listen to him. do you yeah. know your real system medium hello y'all seen
0: no i have not
1: dude check him out right, um he's dope he's yeah i'll send you yeah. some links
0: for sure dude yeah i'm excited for that um Oh, one thing on the last note we were talking about is shout out Nikki. He's the dude who makes beats. My best friend. He's the one who like pushes us all to like really be educated on this stuff. And it hasn't been until recently because of what he's been doing that we've all kind of came come to this epiphany that like we have to like fucking grind. So first of all, I just want to give him credit. But as far as like what I listen to, um, a Tribe Called Quest is. I got a tattoo of him on my leg. Like that's from forever ago uh the food wait, wait so
1: real quick real quick so no no i'm talking and i want to and i want to go through this too but i want to talk about because i want to get into like your guys music influences but, yeah, you know sure. like? but i'm talking about like educational wise
0: oh yeah uh, for sure
1: who do you um, listen to like like who do you like what do you guys I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that
0: so there's a podcast that i'm actually forgetting the name of but uh let me i can check really quick one sec yeah no worries um there's, there's so many uh, resources for for people like me right now that are just like, you can search how to make it in the music industry and you'll get a million links. And some of them are going to be bullshit, but a lot of them are going to be like reputable sources. Like there's this book, it's literally, it's by uh, Ari Herstand, And I think the podcast that I'm, I'm searching for right now is also by him. I could totally be wrong, but um, let's see this. Oh, Rick Barker. It's Rick Barker's How to Make It in the Music industry podcast and then there's also on uh, we're talking about youtube go to youtube and search ace i just watched asap rocky's oxford interview i've seen clips of it before but sitting down and watching the whole hour-long interview where he's talking about not just making it in the music industry but life and what his perspective on life is as an artist and just you know things like that are what i'm mostly interested in and what i try to gain a lot of knowledge from is like you know listening to Kanye West talk about his story and how everyone thought he was crazy. People think he's crazy right now. Cause he has a mental disability, but even before he was diagnosed, people thought he was crazy because he was giving up, you know, a college degree and a life that was safe in order to just pursue his dream and shit. And it, the reason that it worked is cause he, there's a line, he's like locked some about locking himself in his room, making, you know, 10 beats a day for like six summers straight or whatever. It's like those are the it's it's those it's lessons that almost seem common sense, um that you well, get. you from see them in actual things. real
1: life, right? They make you know, they, and you yeah. see the person actually do what they're they're saying or you or where you want to be, you know. Yeah, totally. Their progression. I think studying interviews is also yeah. Is interviews, very, is very
0: huge, and then just like like it's really it's really like what you get from the books and stuff and the and the podcasts are the the detailed the mm-hmm. nitty gritty like. What does this form mean? Why shouldn't you sign with a label? Why would you sign with a label? Like, and that's something that I've learned recently is like, if a label gave us a record deal right now, I would say no, right off the bat because they're trying to take advantage of us. We don't have a big enough following yeah. for that to be a good deal. You know, you don't and have I'll the leverage always... on your side. Right. So yeah. It, it,
1: yeah. Would you do it? Would you guys do a distribution deal? Maybe probably. I mean,
0: we've had a couple distribution deals come under the table and, um, something that Nikki learned, cause he was on the, you know, learning about the music industry way before the rest of us is like, always have a lawyer, um, that, that you trust that you can talk to about these That's things. not
1: from the label. Shout yeah, out to Amigos exactly. Like, exactly.
0: <laughs> and, and pay them whatever they need because it's worth it. So any distribution deal, we've, we've had a couple come, come through our email before and we've been excited about them. Um, and then we sent them to a lawyer and they're like, this you're going to get fucked. Yeah. i can swear on this podcast right yeah oh you can you do whatever right? yeah, yeah. You can do whatever. I, you, you're gonna get fucked over if you sign this deal so Absolutely. we maybe would but again it's just about i think something that we have a little bit of it not advantage but something that's unique about us is we are continually trying to gain knowledge and go deeper into what it means to really be in the music industry and there's so many ways to succeed in the music industry besides having a billboard top 100 you know what i mean and that's Absolutely. like our Our goal, obviously, is to be as big as we can, influence as many people as we can, you know, change lives, hopefully. But success, to me, isn't defined by those things. It's defined by being able to do what I love to do, and there's so many ways that I'm gonna, I can do that if I work hard.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And 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 there's so many of these artists too that like, you'll always see them, you know, consistently going. You you know, they may not be on you know some people's radar. Uh, but then you start to like looking more into this, you know, artist or this group and, and you're like, holy shit, they have like a cult like following. Yep. They've been making bread for years and they're independent. Like, I mean, honestly, like, you know, I, I didn't mind his music, but shout out to Macklemore because I think in a lot of ways he showed yep. people how much fucking money you can make as an independent.
0: Yep. Like, yep. And just, I mean, yeah. it's a similar thing for me with Chance the Rapper. Yep. I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about my opinions on his current music. Oh
1: man. Yeah. He's been, but,
0: <sighs> yeah. But I mean, and he's super commercial now, but he's commercially independent. So he's yeah. independently—I mean, he's independently wealthy. Like
1: he fucked up by getting by the whole debacle with his with his manager Pat. That
0: dude, dude that I'm dude the, is
1: the money, bro. That that dude knew what was up.
0: He yeah. fucked up when he started making. All right, I don't want to. Yeah, don't, we don't need to go yeah, down this
1: this rant like, this avenue.
0: He started making shitty music, bro. Yeah. I I don't like. It's not shitty because it's again. It's i I'm
1: getting problem. married. I'm, it's my big day.
0: Yeah. It, and I loved him when I was in middle school, bro. Like I put all my I listened, to, I heard him on a NPR Street Sounds, like a KXP, you know, local show where every Friday they show the hip hop artists that are coming up. And like I heard Cocoa Butter Kisses before anyone I knew knew about it. And I was like, yo, this guy's the truth. Then he comes out with his next project the the album, uh whatever it's called. Acid acid rap. No acid rap was what Cocoa Butter Kisses was on. Oh, you're right. Yeah, uh, yeah. coloring, coloring. Books. Books. I was like, yeah this, books. yeah, this is cool. I was still on his side, and then he came out with a big day, and I wanted it to be good. And yeah.
1: uh, not, not
0: the best. There's a reason. There's a reason that it did. Apparently, with all this stuff you're talking about with Pat and stuff, is I don't know. That's he
1: rushed. He rushed the whole thing, He's, and yeah. this is why you definitely all you guys should start watching. Hello, Yasin. Um, this guy. This guy is he'll break down like new events and and he'll he'll pretty much be giving the audience consulting on like this is what they should do and you like literally will start to see artists now people watch his videos cuz i've i've been i've been watching this dude since he was like you know 20 20,000 subs and now he's got, like 160,000 subs or something yeah, yeah. um and now you'll see like music like music teams like you know people behind like the different uh, artists they'll make the moves that he's recommending you guys got to you guys definitely check it out but um yeah with pat died like that whole that whole debacle it's it, it's seems like the dad and the brother are just taking up to way too much control and they don't that's not who got them there pat is the one who got them there yep. but pretty much chance fucking just freestyled the whole thing apparently literally announced you know he's pat told him he's like this is this if we're gonna try to roll it out in six months that's like not doable we're gonna yeah. it's gonna end up badly um and, and he's yeah and and it, it's sad. I mean, what they built and what they did, I think, is like you said, such an amazing feat, and it showed. It showed to everyone that you know you can really, you can become mainstream as an independent. Now, yeah. not super typical, but like even then though, like there are artists that I that I know about. Like I said, kind of digressing back to the, the other point, they they built up a super 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 you know like a, a really big audience, but like not super in, in, in everyone else's face, um, and, and dude, they'll be grinding for you know they'll have they'll have. A beautiful career for you know 20 years yeah right um, yeah and so i love the point that you make though there's so many different ways for six like there's so many different avenues to take for being successful in the music industry yeah but adapting to that right thing i think that's kind of the key right um,
0: and finding that right whatever that niche is you know obviously everyone wants to blow everyone wants to blow up yeah that's obviously but you know i could maybe i start fucking like twitch streaming that's a new that's a new ish thing i start twitch streaming myself writing to the beats that nikki makes and people like that and that's where i find my success and through that i can start doing more shows whatever or tiktok that's a new thing that i, I mean TikTok's going, crazy, <laughs> tiktok's going crazy bro crazy and that <laughs> yeah. goes back to the point too of like when tiktok came out everyone my age was like this is cringy as hell like there's mm-hmm. no way this is going to be anything Fast forward literally like two weeks later after everyone was saying that everyone has it on their phone. Everyone's massively addicted to it. Oh yeah. And, I mean it's
1: Vine, bro. But it's, it's, and Vine was so addictive back in the day.
0: Yeah. I, and I loved Vine. And I it's love Vine, Vine. But yeah. just like with unlimited, like no six second, like, like bar holding you back. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's absolutely. Just, it's, a, it's a cool platform. There's a lot of shittiness on it too, but it's definitely a cool platform. But yeah, I mean, there's just, there's so many, so many ways out then those ones seem obvious too but there's so many ways outside of it too where it's just like maybe you are just a college tour kind of kind of band and you're big in the frat scene or something or you know whatever it is absolutely
1: absolutely yeah um that's a great point um yeah and i think yeah i think there's 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 so many different ways you know one you know and and i guess let's talk about i guess a few of those different ways that like we kind of already have been but there's the independent route. let's let's talk like what do you think about have you guys ever been a pro, like approached like by any like industries like what do you think about industry plans like you know industry plans like the
0: yeah it's kind of uh-huh. i guess we
1: kind of have to define what an industry yeah. plan is but yeah
0: what would you be what what would your? because i mean people say Billie eilish is an industry plan and, and she and kind I, of is
1: she kind yeah. of is in a sense but the brother is the like the the not to say the brains behind the projects. She's an amazing you know, singer, yeah, of and, course. but like, and his music's dope too. Um, but it seems like the brother's really been the, the push, but really going back, I think an industry plant really is a label putting the resources, time, you know, money uh, mm-hmm. and connections behind an individual. Whereas that individual then publicly, you know, is saying they're independent they've been doing it all on their own mm-hmm. it, it that's what a true industry plan it's not like it's giving false perceptions it's lying yeah, to the yeah. public to say oh we had this big come up that like you know we we were yeah. in the trenches and now we now we hear it's like okay that took you what like six months that's a yeah. trigger that's i mean that's a, that's a flag right there yeah for um, sure. You know, but that is one way to, to get there. And, and then at the end of the day, too, the whole industry plant thing—that's—I think it's interesting how that, that whole conversation has come up in the last few years. But it's like there's been industry plants around for
0: forever. Decades, ever. forever that's yeah. like, yeah. I mean, what um, what is it? What is it like a a, a child pop star? That's 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 an absolutely. industry plan. You know what I mean? It's someone who they're like, oh, this person's gonna be good looking when they're older. I absolutely. mean that, but so uh, to so to to answer the question a little bit, like we haven't necessarily been approached by industry plan or been talked about to be one or whatever whatever it is but i'm not i'm not gonna knock anyone's hustle man you're on you're up i great and the thing about that is people like their music so again it's like i don't like this my most popular song right now but other people do. So I can't really hate on that song being popular. Just like I can't hate on Billie Eilish. I, I actually really like Billie Eilish. I love Billie
1: Eilish. Yeah, no, I think but she's dope. Yeah.
0: I can't hate on anyone who is a quote unquote industry plant because people like their music. So what, like I, that's it just feels salty to me. To it feels bitter to me to just be like, yeah they didn't, they didn't work hard enough for this and that, that absolutely. type of shit. Yeah, you know the I mean? internet, the I,
1: internet, like detectives. I think they've just caught this whole this the, this whole idea of industry plan. And people have just like found it super interesting. And yeah, the views and stuff. But I think that's yeah. a great point, though. Like, absolutely, don't I? You know, people get you know to success in all different types of way, ways, and some people may not like that way. But you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know that that's the case. Yeah. But I. I also do think it's bad though in terms of industry plan. like i'm not trying to knock i, I want to help their hustle more so and it's like dog if you if you are an industry plant quote unquote you probably have one of the worst fucking contracts of all
0: time oh yeah like fucked. you're
1: getting you're getting a 360 deal probably you're getting, yeah you're yep. getting fucked bro probably um, for real yeah and the and i think really though dude the, not to say that's always the case but i think really this the real 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 intelligent rappers really intelligent um uh, musicians I think, you you know, the independents that are, you know, very crazy successful, they either have a team around them that have some brilliant people in it or they themselves are brilliant. Um, but, I mean, just, like, based off of, like, just now what's talking, I mean, you guys obviously are now studying this shit, and that's, like, what you need to do. Um, and, you know, so do you guys think you guys would go the independent round? I know this is kind of, you know.
0: It, 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 it depends, it depends or, a little bit, I think, yeah. because it's like, yeah, our goal probably is, well – Like I said, my goal is to, my goal is what I define as success. And what I define as success is being able to wake up every day, roll out of bed and make music. And especially to do that with my best friends, because we were friends before we started making music. So if I can get that, if I can get, achieve that success um, and sustain that success through a record label... Yeah, but I just am gonna be very, very careful in the way that I approach a record deal because I personally good. know people. Not that I'm like super close with whatever, but I know people from Seattle who have signed three sixties, and I, I, I don't want to guarantee, and I don't know the details of their contracts, but I'm pretty sure in five or ten years they're gonna be really sad. Yeah, so they're
1: gonna be Scottie Pippen.
0: Yeah, it's no, exactly. That's a great. That's yeah. a great. <laughs> that was popped
1: in my head. But yeah, they're gonna yeah. be Scottie Pippen. Yeah. It sounds oh. all nice in the beginning, but it's like, just like you're saying, think about that long-term I'm going to do the shit I don't want to do right now. Like it might be easier to sign that record deal, but like, and at the same time, I don't, I'm not, I don't hate on record labels at all. Like there are definitely careers that would not have been the careers they are without a record label. Um, yep. and, and to your point though, you know, uh, allowing, you know, you're, you know, uh, it might be a pathway to, you know, to achieving what, you know, you, you define success and that's doing what you love. Um, do you have somebody in your guys group that's like their like thing that they love to do? Just like you're saying with like make music is, is manage, you know, the business side of stuff or the economics.
0: So I don't know. Kinda, that's kind of a weird way to
1: put it, but okay. you know I mean? yeah,
0: no, no, no. I know what you mean. So, I mean, essentially the question is like, do we have like a full-time manager in a way um, in some, in some, in some aspects of what you're asking. Yeah. And we have, so our, this dude who just hopped on the team, Dallas, Dallas, Isaac, great guy i love him to death he was in Nikki's fraternity at uw he's since graduated he's older than us um and he's been busting his butt he's really good at the you know numbers side the industry side i don't know if anyone really loves it i don't know i i don't love it. there are there's some sick
1: motherfuckers out there that just like that. i don't like when
0: i i don't like when i have to sit down and write emails you know what i mean and i don't know if he likes it but i know he's fucking good at it and I know Nikki's doesn't like it, but he's really fucking good at it. So I'm just trying to get, like, it doesn't matter if I like it, I need to get good at it so that I can do what I like.
1: Absolutely. You, so I don't
0: know. I that doesn't directly answer your question. But. No,
1: that was a weird kind of, I mean, it was, uh, you know, I, I just, you know, there is a, I think I was trying to get the point across, but you, you, you definitely you know answered that amazingly where, you know, I, we see a lot of people like we can see, like, look at little Wayne, like he's, he's an amazing artist, amazing you know musician. Yeah. Right. But, uh, I think every now modern day musician, they need to have that entrepreneurial, you know, understand business 100%. Be- because like we, I, I hate to see a really, really, you know, uh, talented artist just, you know, straight up get fucking, you know, uh, robbed pretty much. I mean, you know, yeah. so um,
0: it happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really oh, they,
1: they pimp in these fucking, these, these artists out here, bro, actually yeah. like, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, no, that's, that's a, that's a, yeah. But I think that is great that you guys are becoming students of, of the game. So I think that, I think, it, like you said at the beginning, so, so necessary. Um, absolutely. So I'm interested in, I guess, let's jump into kind of some of the influence. So just right off the bat one of my initial things that popped into my head and I think it, the more I've like watched you guys and listened to your guys' music, I think it's definitely different. But initially I was like, Oh, like Brockhampton, right. I, yeah. I, I had a lot of similarities there just with the group yeah. mentality and, and and so forth. But, um, what is your guys kind of, I guess, let, let me start maybe with your specific mm. musical influence, like who has influenced you from a music standpoint. And then I guess overall what the group is.
0: Um, so Brockhampton's sense. is a big one for all of us. Yeah. Um, it's it's obvious because they kind of they kind of made it a thing where it's like oh we can do this uh, in a way um for me specifically it weirdly enough has been groups from day one um a tribe call quest day lost soul black star um the fujis or you should just call them fujis um lauren hill's early days with them of course um i still have the score on repeat um and then like moving like later on i started not later on, but Kendrick Lamar is huge. Um, Kanye West is huge. Um, Lauren Hill's solo work is huge. Frank Osh. I mean, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot, but what I, about, would... what
1: about Griselda? You...
0: Dude. Oh my God. Bars. Cause they're like the
1: more modern day group that's yeah. actually made it work. Uh,
0: Bars. And yeah. they're, what I like about them too, is they're a collective. So they put out group stuff and they they put out incredible yeah. solo stuff, but, um, from from my personal influences which is a little different than other people's in the group i'd say i'm similar to ak in a way and this part of my influences is i thrive in that like mid mid 90s to mid 2000s like that 95 to 2005 that era is just like for whatever reason like
1: I what, just, what about the early 2000s what are like 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 50 cents like my top three dude, favorite yeah. rappers of all 50 time Fifty
0: Cent, the game yeah. um and then like Kanye from that that era of you yep. know 2004 that early Kanye Jay Z is the goat in my opinion, um, I mean just like Reasonable Doubt the Blueprints those just the the life and time – the are the Volume One Volume all those
1: are you are you a Ho Venger that's why I, I listen to like the 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 um, Joe Budden podcast and they call mm-hmm. themselves the Ho- the Ho Vengers I
0: haven't you know, heard they're, that term so are stands there's I mean, yeah, yeah. everyone's a Jay it's hard not to just... be. He's the most skilled, like he's not the most skilled, but the way that he raps is so in, like so unique. And that's that's something that I've learned, too, from watching people's interviews, watching people in the studio is like he listens to a beat, sits down, mumbles to himself for 10 to 15 minutes, goes in and records the whole thing and it's done. Like, he doesn't write, he doesn't, like, that's, people say they don't write, people say that it's a freestyle when they go on Funk Flex. They just punch it in, or, really. or
1: Funk Flex is different, they just memorize that whole shit. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: but Jay-Z is a, he is a, he is a true, like, pure, like, master of his craft, and there and, are and, other, there are definitely others like that, like, Eminem is a huge influence for me. I mean, I got Absolutely, real quick,
1: like though, that. so, I just want to ask you this, though, so, do you, do you think that maybe, and, and I'm, I'm just curious, I don't, I don't know the specific answer, but, do you think that that percept, like, do you think that that's maybe a perception that Jay Z wants to give off? You know what I mean? Because he's amazing, dude. Yeah. At no, he is one of the best at by far in the world at subtly marketing himself mm. in an intentional way to give that. off perceptions, like, like you know, it leaked like uh, recently is like, like uh, Jay Z like did a bunch of um, uh donate a bunch of money did a bunch of stuff for a bunch of different groups like organizations for mm-hmm. multiple different things and it just happened to leak out and, and so it showed this whole idea of he didn't want to even tell people you know what i mean like yeah, of course he's pretty fucking strategic he's, i'm just curious like do you think that and maybe because I, I think you're right i think he is that talented i'm not but
0: yeah i don't know man i i think probably a little bit i mean he's not a businessman he's a business man, like for yeah. real <laughs> and it's just like that's I, I don't, I don't know, but I don't, I don't need to know. Cause it's amazing. However, however it is. Perception is reality,
1: dude. Like, it don't matter. Exactly. Great and that point, goes dude.
0: back to the other point. Like mm-hmm. we've been talking about perception really is reality, whatever. So it's, and other people try to do it. And if, if he, if it is a thing that he's intentionally creating, no one has done it as well as him. No so one. there's more points to Jay-Z right there. You Absolutely. Know what I
1: mean? Absolutely. No, hundred percent, dude. hundred percent. Um and and dude did you did you so I, I listened to an, the lyrical lemonade uh, music video for nat with Eminem came yeah. out dude that shit was so and I'm not even like I love Eminem I grew yeah. up with grew up on him for sure the recent stuff I haven't been the biggest fan because I just his flow gets Damn. gets tiring but dude that mix up they had the three different beats on on that song and the ending he's I was just, fucking impressed dude yeah
0: like, he's a, I mean that's it that's another that's thing. Yeah. He's he's a, he's a technical, lyrical master of his own craft and um, he always has been. I don't like his more recent music, not because it's not he's not showing off that he's a master of his craft because he might even more so be, but it's not what I would consider enjoyable music to listen to and it's not what I would consider necessarily good music. It's impressive music for sure, but that doesn't mean that it's good in my opinion. And that's something that I had to learn too because because i'm talking about like eminem i used to memorize eminem lyrics on the bus on the way to elementary school you know i was put onto mf doom very early on um and that whole like you know rhyme scheme fitting as many rhymes in as you can is something that i've fell victim to on the wrong songs where Mm -hmm. i've been trying to you know put be the most technical impressive prove myself type of rapper. And then I do it, and I'm like, "This is fire." And then I listen back to it, and I'm like, "This just it if sticks I'm out. Do- it is not
1: the right song yeah, for." Yeah. If that, I'm right? gonna do
0: that, I need to, I need to, I need to get like a Mad Lib Alchemist, Soul sample with some really spacey drums, and like, do it in a environment that it's supposed to be on. But it's, it's, it has its place, and you know, Eminem's most recent stuff, just not, not. But, but yeah, I like not a lot too. And the music video is sick as yeah. fuck that he had a Mike Pence line in the beginning yeah. that I just like, I made the face at, you know, that
1: the- I saw, I saw breakdowns of it. And then, and, and they would break it down. And I was like, yeah, no, he he is on a different level when it comes yeah. to, and so like, I, I so packing content in, right. So saying a lot with a little, right. Uh, yep. You know, and, and the very technical rap like, like yourself. Um, but I think that's a great point though you make though. Sometimes that song, you know, you don't always have to do that. You know, it's funny, like, I saw somebody said this. I think it was Tyler the Creator. He was like, "Yeah, like Jay Z or no Nas and uh Eminem picked the worst possible beats ever. Like, they're the, they're the, the worst difference. beats ever. Like, <laughs>
0: that's the but they're so technical. Yeah, that's the going? difference between them and Jay. I, I think I saw the same interview because he was like, yeah. that's the difference between Nas and Jay Z is they're on a similar lyrical ability, but Jay Z just could pick the best beat. Like, I mean, if you're picking Timberland, Kanye West, and Pharrell beats." And like he's picking Kanye West beats before Kanye was anybody. And like that's that shows he has an ear for something. And oh, that's boy. something that whole lesson is something that I wouldn't have learned if I was not friends with the guys that I make music with. Cause we can have that reality check. Cause we already have a great relationship where if I do something and they're like, yo, that's garbage, even though I think it's great, I can just be like, right, I'll save it for something else. Absolutely. You know, and it's I mean? weird
1: because like it's hard to you know you need to have I think you know wherever maybe just maybe the group and maybe somebody outside for an individual musician, but somebody that can like kind of check your ear right because that's you know it's hard to hear yourself sometimes like in a, in a sense. But um, yeah, that's a great point. So so keep going though, like um, like some your personal uh you know influences and then and then let's let's talk about kind of the overall group. Um,
0: and, yeah. And, yeah. Um. So I went over my personal, I mean, I, yeah. Oh, the blue scholars. That's something I, that's someone I always forget. Blue about.
1: scholars are so dope. But,
0: oh, Fucking from a fast. young, young age, from a young age. And then, um,
1: and are they independent by the way? Cause they remind me of that group we're talking about of like being yeah. kind of low key, but having a massive fan base for years. As uh,
0: far as I know they are. Um, yeah. I know that they didn't make enough music or make enough money off of their music to stop, uh, making money in other ways there. That, so
1: there, it's early found. you know, shows, yeah. I guess that, you know, that to the blue scholars degree, you know, that's, that's possible, but you know, there's other examples. I mean, Rockhampton's a better example.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, of course. Yeah. But, um, as far as the, Oh yeah. I was going to say, I just remember the first moment that I like figured out what hip hop was, is my dad is a, like a rock guy and like an old country guy. And so he would always play that music. You know, when you're in the car with your parent, you listen to what they listen to. Yeah. Um, so that becomes your influences. But luckily when I was in kindergarten, my dad put on uh, walk this way, run DMC and Aerosmith. And I was like, what the fuck is this? This is, this is it. Like, this is what I, this, whatever this is, I need more of it. And then he was like, Oh, you like this? Like started showing me, you know, run DMC started showing me tribe called quest, all that type of shit. And then it just like grew from there. And my mom would always have a Lauren Hill CD in her car an NDR re CD in her car and an MIA CD in her car. And whenever I got in the car, I was like, we're listening to this. I don't want to listen to uh, your other bullshit. Like I want to listen to Uh, Um, it.
1: And it's, and it's probably good. Like your dad was probably, I mean, I don't know. Was he listening like it's run, DMC? but like, do you think like Aerosmith maybe was the thing that, because you start to see these kind of collabs with different industry, I mean, different sector or genres of music kind of start to mess with each other. And then it starts to introduce other groups to people. I mean, um, I guess Run DMC is kind of OG and, and I, I knew I knew some some OG, some OG must have been showing you a, a, a tribe called Quest. Um, Dude little...
0: I don't even remember like yeah. I think that was my dad I don't remember how I got put onto that wave like at all yeah. like I that was probably me stumbling across an interview with someone on YouTube and they said a tribe called Quest and I was like I should listen to a tribe called Quest and you know fast forward 10-15 years or whatever like I got a tattoo of them and I'm in their top 0.1 percent listeners on spotify or whatever just for for whatever reason that it just speaks to me and
1: the dude they're, they're like legendary boom bappers not to say that in like a negative term like
0: no they are they 100 yeah, are yeah, and they absolutely.
1: yeah i know it's and funny so, like nowadays when you say that people like it almost you know music has definitely shifted anyway um so let, let's go into the group though so
0: yeah I, don't I, love, I speak- love your
1: guys' styles, and you guys have yeah. a lot of different. St- like you have a lot, you guys have a wide range of styles that you guys can go into.
0: Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to speak too much about. Like I don't want to speak for anyone, but I, what I, I do know a good amount about what other people's influences and stuff are. Um, I know Nikki was a jazz guitarist and is a jazz guitarist from a very. He was from a very early age. His parents mm-hmm. pushed him really hard to be a great guitarist. He's won some awards with our high school. Um, Roosevelt high school has one of the best jazz programs in the nation. And that's yeah, not
1: Garfield and Roosevelt always be yeah. competing. Yeah. yeah. And it's
0: not, that's not me just like saying that. Like No, no, I know. Great.
1: I know. Yeah, yeah. For, for sure. Um,
0: yeah. So that's where his base of music started. And I think it was honestly me and his older brother who started putting him onto hip hop. I don't want to give myself too much credit, but uh, he's very influenced by Tyler, the creator, um, got some Childish Gambino, but he's a producer. So Kanye, Pharrell, Timbo, Mad Lib, Alchemist, like, you know, those big name oh, yeah. producers that everyone, and then Q-Tip from A Tribe Called Quest too, of course. There's some Tom Mish in there, who's a newer artist who makes incredible jazz pop music. Um, again, Frank Ocean, like for him, I know that, and the Beatles, him and Cormac, who are our two producers, like they are walking encyclopedias of Beatles knowledge you play yeah, them or I know
1: Cormac song. and I and some of the music he makes too is like it sounds oh, very Beatles yeah and it's like dope yeah it's super dope
0: and so like they're the type of dude you play a Beatles song for them they'll say oh this was originally recorded here in this year but then it was re-recorded here at this year and they wrote this song by doing this this and this and John wrote this song but Paul saying this part and it was it's like I'm like I don't care but cool they're, they're, Beatle freaks, dude. Dude. they're, they're, they're yeah. super
1: fans right that's dope yeah. I love that
0: and their minds work differently than most people's in a very cool way um ak is a little bit more like me on the you know boom bap 90s era early 2000s era i know he loves lauren hill also i know he considers frank ocean the greatest songwriter of the modern generation which i would tend to agree with in a lot of ways um
1: great businessman I, too
0: yeah oh Fana- talk, about, he's talk about motherfuckers bro he's dude, getting he's the check. Genius. Um, he ak loves like he loves de la soul also that kind of stuff uh most deaf black on both sides i know is one of his favorite albums ever bryson tiller is a huge influence for him um and i don't want to i don't want to misspeak and say more than i actually know so i'll go to vasili who Mm -hmm. i know grew up on early 2000s r&b and he's the best at, at writing choruses in the group not the best at singing them ak has the golden voice but like Vasili can make catchy-ass songs, and that comes from that 2000s R&B, you know, Ja Rule on the verses and J-Lo on the hook, that type of shit. Um, Vasili, was, Vasili was on Young Thug before anyone I knew had heard about him. It, like, I'm talking, like, sixth, our sixth grade year. So, like, wow. early on when he was putting out mixtapes. Like, before, you know, that type of shit. He was on Travis Scott early. Um, dude, that
1: collab, dude, that one of the best songs I've ever heard is – the remix of i'm dr- it's just drunk with like, maria maria i'm drunk but it's, but it's just drunk and it's a remix but it's with young thug and it's just young thug and travis scott yep fucking yeah. so far
0: it, insane yeah. um yeah Vasily's influences are a little he's a little more eclectic sometimes i think because he appreciates a lot but it's also very set in his ways sometimes um oh yeah someone i didn't mention for myself is common love common gotta put oh, that out there my dad bought me a resurrection cd when i for like my like birthday when i was like in like fifth grade or something and i was like what is this why are you buying me a cd for my birthday and i listened to it once a week at least and freddie gibbs too me and ak everyone in the group and me and ak specifically like love 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 freddie gibbs i've been i've been
1: listening to freddie my brother put me on to him way 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 like literally put me on like when he had you know song What it be like mm-hmm like way bro way way back dude dude and it's crazy seeing because like one of my favorite songs of all time is personal og by uh by freddie gibbs mm. um but it's crazy to see his progression dude and how much how long he was in the game for all the shit he went through like getting dropped by interscope to now you know yeah. flourishing as an independent um or he's independent right if i'm correct me if i'm wrong i
0: believe so yeah, yeah, i'm not 100 yeah, sure he is, and he's fucking nominated for a grammy now like yeah that, yeah, and a grammy. yeah as a as a quote quote coke rapper like to be to be on that big of a platform is insane um thanks to gangsta gibbs oh. i know i i know as far as someone who's doing the new music industry sort of in their own way kenny beats is huge for everyone A uh, really big for nikki because just the way he approaches being able to He's a Kenny Beats is a jack of all trades when it comes to production. He'll he'll turn around a boom bat beat for Denzel Curry, an alternative song for Claro, and a fucking banger for Freddie. And yeah. a, like you know,
1: I love that episode with Freddie. he just he just goes in real quick? And just yeah, out. He's, that's, I'm just, out. Insane.
0: that's <laughs> just insane. I yeah, well, I've seen like every episode of the Cave Damn. all that shit, and that's just so an example God. of God. someone who's you know, using all the new facets that you can succeed with in the music industry to the most of his advantage. He starts a YouTube channel and now he's one of the biggest producers in the game. He already was successful, but he was like, I'm going to do more because I can.
1: He leveraged me, dude. And he, and he, and this is a thing that, you know, I, it's kind of funny because eventually it'll start to end up where you constantly have a camera in your face, but like the stuff that you already do every day, depending, you know, uh, what it is, like put a video camera there literally people how many how many musicians do you think he works with you know in the day get it on camera multitask right yeah three birds one stone um and and that show too uh is the the cave or am i
0: the cave yeah Yeah,
1: dude fucking shot him up from being you know a somewhat known like you just said somewhat known uh producer to like one of the most popular and and that just shows you the power of, of media um and and really he was just kind of just to i guess oversimplify it but put cameras into you know on something that he was already doing every day and obviously yep. added some flares to it but of course yeah yeah brilliant guy though i think you're definitely right. There.
0: super smart super yeah. smart and I, and I just like the not the idea but i like the fact that like you know he went to berkeley school of music and like is a, a classically trained guitarist and like you know started in that avenue and i think that's part of why nikki gravitates towards him too because they're similar in that sense. Like if Nicky really grinded on guitar, he could have gone to college for it. I'm sure yeah. um, he could speak more on that, but yeah, it's, it's a Kenny beats is a fucking genius, man. Dude, for, genius. for many reasons, for many reasons. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Um, I,
0: so I guess like I'll
1: describe, I guess like what you're, if you had to, I guess this might be kind of a, uh, limiting question but if you like pick like pick five artists or groups that represent that you think are have elements that you guys have not to not to confine you to like yeah i know you guys have your own off because you really do have you guys own authentic sound um but yeah i'm curious about that
0: um not
1: to put you on the spot
0: yeah no, no no i i mean i gotta go I hate to go, but I have to go Brockhampton a little bit. Yeah. Um, I remember when we first started putting out music, people from our high school would, like, call us Brockhampton 2.0, and I fucking hated that shit, because obviously I want to be my own artist, but, I mean, yeah, they're...
1: I, I thought that right away, too. I think a lot different. of people thought about that, yeah.
0: And they're incredible, um, and I think we've, ho- hopefully we've moved on from that comparison a little bit, but it's always going to be there, because we're a group, and that's just what it is. Um, other artists that we sort of take things not take things from but are inspired by as a group i think kanye west is uh, for every musician it's
1: almost always kanye was at least like a pretty big part of
0: it he he has to be he's done he's done too much to not put him up there um i think that uh, we listen to i think the beatles are up there too because they're so influential for the producers and honestly the backbone of our music is the production
1: uh quick question quick question and just uh, just answer quickly i don't want to get off this but does drake have more slaps than the beatles in your opinion not to be corny with these that i got more slaps than the beatles that's like dude you know you know he has a tattoo of himself he has a tattoo of himself you know like the like right here you know this album yeah, yeah, yeah that album it's like literally a tattoo of of the beatles and then him walking by and like waving back at them
0: Dude, so then we have (laughs) it's it's a I don't know. That's like comparing like Wilt Chamberlain to Steph Curry, bro. Great point. It's like I, I don't I I, I I enjoy listening to Drake's music and Nicki and Cormac are going to crucify me for this, but I enjoy <laughs> listening to Drake's music more than I enjoy listening to The Beatles.
1: I think a lot of people nowadays would agree with you.
0: Yeah, but how are we going to operationally define what a slap is? If we're talking about who's been more influential overall because of singles that they've put out, it's The Beatles. They're the most influ- one of the most influential music groups of all time. Not to say Drake's not one of the most influential rappers of all time, but is he one of the most influential musicians of all time? I'm going to go ahead and say no. I, I don't think that's fair to say
1: and and um, I think what a great point you make about the it's one of these arguments that you can always have that's why it's yeah. people have them a lot but it's like the Beatles were in a time where there was much more there was very way very few ways to get media right mm-hmm. big big business owned media right so it's like Michael Jackson was kind of the last of this era of like. Mm-hmm just massively big and then there was a limited there's a limited market right in a lot of ways because there was gatekeepers much more so until the internet came
0: yeah 100%.
1: um and not to undermine at all because i think you're right influentially uh, the beatles are yeah they're, they're massive but i just it's funny that drake's got some whacked hats dude he's got some- <laughs>
0: whack.
1: so so keep going so the beatles is the third
0: yeah the beatles right. is the third um sh- it's tough because we have so many people in the group too. Cause there's other people I haven't mentioned who influence us and they have influences too. Um, but I think I'm going to go, I think I can say Tyler, the creator is a fair one for all of us. Um, we all love Tyler. That's a yeah. no, there's no, there's no exception to that rule. Um, we all grew up listening to him too, like since middle school, you know, since the early days when it was, and he's
1: adapted so well, dude.
0: Yeah. Like Yeah. Um, and then fifth one man what can i what where can i go with this i can go a lot of places with this i could go frank no it's kind of limiting i apologize i could Uh, go frank ocean with this because it influences everyone in the group um i could also go somewhere like kendrick lamar with this where you know it's he's the modern he's the modern great you know what i mean like he's what everyone um knows is the standard for what greatness is i think Um, absolutely because it's it's in all facets it's in lyricism it's in message it's in success it's in commercial it's in whatever um but yeah i think that that's pretty i think that's i think that's a pretty solid list i'm sure if the other guys were on here they might have a couple other things that they would say but um
1: that's a great list man that's seriously and i think kendrick i think i think you're right both of those work um you know, your your style, you know, I think there's definitely some Kendrick in there. Uh, I think there's a multitude of different things. Dude, you gotta dude dude, you can fucking rap, bro. You gotta you gotta flow. Where where when did you start when did you start rapping? Like when did you start dude, yeah.
0: Honestly, I get I get asked this question and mm-hmm. I, I sometimes drop back to certain specific memories I have, but I was just with my oldest friend Sean um last weekend. Um and he reminded me that he met me in third grade and I was rapping then. And I was like, Oh, really, I thought I started in like sixth grade. And he was like, nah, you were busting freestyles when we were playing basketball in third grade. Like it's been, been doing
1: it since pretty much the beginning. No, and, like... I'm, and not to, not to make this like just the most recent person that I could like, it reminds me of, like a Jack Harlow, like mm-hmm. more so. Cause he's somebody and the only reason why I say that is, is talking about, he's like, yeah, I literally even wanted to be a rapper since like third yeah.
0: grade like it's 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 honestly like it's what I do and the thing about it is shout out to the people that I had around me from a young age because um they weren't like my parents didn't know that I rapped and shit it wasn't like that outward of a thing but they were telling me I was good at the things that make a foundation of rap from an early age so they were telling me like oh you're such an amazing writer I don't know if I actually was but they said it so I thought I was so I kept doing it you know when I'm like fiction writing poetry that kind of stuff they were always like my parents and my teachers and stuff were like, "Oh, you're such an amazing public speaker." I was probably trashed, but they gave me the confidence to think that I was. So I got to continue to better.
1: keep doing it, get yeah. better and better. Absolutely, yeah. dude, that's a great. And like,
0: point. yeah, and th- that's like um, when I first started being like, "I'm gonna be a rapper." Like outwardly to my friends and stuff was like sixth grade, probably. I started. I went to the Boys and Girls Club with this kid, Muhammad, every day after school. We we would hoop together. There was always. Like middle schooler runs at at the yep. Boys and Girls Club gym and shout out the Boys and Girls Club, great fucking company organization, whatever you want to call Are it. Are they but still?
1: They're, they're still around, kind of. Yeah, you know, it, obviously.
0: COVID's probably fucking them. up. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. um, yeah, um, but we every time we would walk, we go to QFC, get a little after school snack, you know, talk to some girls in the Starbucks upstairs or whatever, and freestyle when we walk to the uh, yeah, Boys and Girls Club, which was like five blocks away. We just I, one of us would beatbox, the other one would freestyle and yeah that's that's like my my earliest memory of like like crafting shit yeah. and and another early the other earliest memory i remember of like writing a full verse was to a beat was the mortis beat by kind of dude Lamar. oh that's was, so dope really i heard yeah. him do that where he's just just so many rhymes such a crazy flow and all this shit and sometimes it doesn't even really make sense but it's super dope because he's doing so much yeah i was just like
1: how that song how that song develops like yeah with the beat the beats like nuts dude i mean that's that such a fire yeah that is yeah. that is uh, yeah that is that's like a kind of beginning of like kendrick blonde dude yeah shit chick went so mm-hmm. hard yeah. and that's that, that's dope though too because i i think that and i that's kind of why i think the kendrick thing you remind you definitely remind me slightly of like kendrick's flow um
0: Shit, thanks. That's a huge ass
1: compliment. Bro. I'm like, I know. Well, no, and I actually genuinely do mean that because, and for folks that are listening, you guys go check out 49th parallel. But this guy, Sam, <laughs> I mean, I think, like, and this is another question I want to ask, but like, I think this guy, Sam, is is, the, is one of the better rappers I've like ever seen, to be honest. Um, And I, I do study this shit, honestly. Uh, but I mean, I don't who cares about my opinion when it comes to music yeah. but i do think though like for your guys group do you guys kind of you guys have obviously over time realized you know whose you know strengths are here mm-hmm. you know, somebody's strengths are here um does everyone kind of know their roles and and not to say that, like roles like people are limited to go explore into yeah. somebody else's area but yeah. like do you, you guys know your roles and you kind of know how it kind of meshes together i think i think you guys it seems like it to yeah. me yeah
0: I think I think some of it's a little bit subconscious. I think that there is a, in a there's definitely but there's also definitely an explicit outward uh, expression of what we think will go well for a certain person on a song. You know what I mean? Like Nikki will make a beat and we'll um, it's a lot of files being sent back and forth because we live in different places in Washington. Um, and so, you know. I'll, I'll do whatever I do. I'll send it and I'll be the first to record on it or whatever. And aka and Vasily would be like, Oh, that was dope. And I'll be like, yeah, Vasily, you should do like this on it. Sometimes he does not that at all. And it sounds even better. So that's like the subconscious, like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I would fit better into this role, even though Sam wants me here or whatever. And it works even better. But a lot of times it's, you know, that back and forth communication where, you know, we haven't, we don't have anything necessarily defined, but like, if I sing a chorus, if I write a chorus and I sing it, AK is going to sound better when he sings it. He's an incredible singer. He can naturally harmonize. He has a great voice. So AK is almost the hooks because it's just, that's his, that's his role. He's smooth. He's, he does that. But, you know, sometimes I'll, I can bring a little different timber with, or timbre texture with my voice and I might sing the chorus, you Absolutely. Know, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, like you said, it's not like a defined, we're not trying to put each other in boxes, but um, something that does happen a lot, specifically with me, because I was and am still a pretty horrible singer, I'm getting better at it, because I'm practicing. But I would come to the studio, say, like, you know, two, three years ago, or whatever, and I would have something that I would sing, and Nikki would be like, yo, the idea is there. But if you want to be if you want to sing on this track, you have to get better at singing. So okay i'm gonna try to get better at singing how do i do that i can't afford voice lessons so let me just sit in my room my headphones on so i can hear myself in the microphone and fuck around and like it's been like three years of me doing that and i can just now almost carry a tune you know what i mean i,
1: I think you can, I, I heard because i heard on a recent song Hugh homie um like you're you're doing a little bit more of a elongated flow like you know yep. like you're 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 singing right it sounded great, dude. To me, um, thank you,
0: man. Appreciate it. And part yeah. of part of that is because Nikki and Cormac got the little auto tune pitch correction yeah. type shit. But yeah, de- no, definitely, it's a. But you loop. need the baseline needs to be there. I mean, if if it's built, yeah. the
1: foundation is not good. I mean, no, it, it definitely. I think that was good. Um, absolutely. Uh, I I think I think one you know, I think he definitely 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 keep you know practicing saying, Obviously, you are. But um, I do see. You know, there's times where you see rappers that have, and not not to say like happens with the fast flowers, because what I like, and okay, I want to differentiate something, I guess, for the audience. Um, But, you know, some people say like fast rap is actually kind of lazy rap, like people, but the thing that I see with like Kendrick and like you, like it's fast rap, but it makes sense. And like, you know, Eminem's a little guilty of that as well sometimes, you know, just because it sounds, you know, and then you got the Buster Rhymes and all that. But I also think, I think drake is like a very good i mean it's kind of the stereotypical example of like making sure and it's kind of the question of like have you felt that because you don't want to be put in a box you never want to be put in a box musically no matter yeah, what right exactly. no no like whether it's a group you're, as an artist as a type of flow right mm-hmm. um because at the end of the day you know if you're put in a box that's not going to be longevity do you like how like i guess what artists have you like I guess why, why bring in this, the singing element to your repertoire? Um,
0: That's it. That's an interesting question. So I don't, I don't necessarily think of it as it's not just the singing element. It's about me sounding good in general. So like I can, I can have the best flow ever and I can have the best lyrics ever and I can have the best punchlines ever. But if, when I go to put myself onto a track, When I record, if my voice doesn't sound good, if I don't know how to have my cadence in specific ways, if I don't know how to pause here, put different pockets in here, whatever it is, I, it's not going to it's not going to be good music. And so the singing part of that is it, it's just about learning my learning about my own voice. That's more what it is for me. Cause I don't think I'll ever, unless I really grind, get a voice coach, you know, like I want to be a singer. Unless I do that, I don't think I'll ever be like a, you know, hold like Frank Ocean, you know, where yeah, it's like yeah. holding notes and I'm a, I'm a singer. It's about understanding my voice, and the only way you can do that is by hearing yourself over and 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 over again. So. That's so I like, I
1: kind of see as like you want, which I think is very smart. You know, just if we guess we relate to this like an education, you want to have a well balanced education. You know, right. like people have a little music, a little like under, you know, really exploring the full range of you, uh, of your voice. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, and I think long, like long, like for longevity, it, it you can adapt yourself to each flow or each time or each song, but each era, I guess, of yeah. music, which is like every five to six years, right? The the sound changes.
0: Yeah, hundred um, percent. And yeah. the other thing, too, is it's like some people are blessed with like really cool rap voices, like Lil' Wayne. Oh, yeah. Some people think it's annoying, but most rap fans think it's a crazy cool voice. I think Jid's a really good example of that, too. Like he has that high pitch, low kind of sneaky, like he just sounds good. Like, yeah,
1: he sounds a little like the Kendrick people, but like cause yeah. he sounds so, but but I completely get it. And he's different, differentiated himself. For
0: yeah, for that. sure. Yeah. And there's some people who are to- who are blessed with that, but I think a lot of... The larger sum of people in the music industry don't understand or weren't born with that voice. You know what I mean? They didn't. Smoke uh, I mean, plenty. people
1: say with Fifty Cent, they said that once he got shot, you know, nine, you know, nine, shot nine times. The yeah. <laughs> like, but uh, once he once because he got shot in like the jaw a few times, it like yeah. gave him a slur to his like voice and it changed so his has voice. A bulge
0: in his tongue to this day.
1: Yeah, and it's like people have said like after that, he had this whole kind of different. slight but very impactful change in his voice that started to pop off
0: yeah and those are the things that people don't think about and i didn't think about until you know somewhat recently because i was all about lyrical murder like that was my like i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna be the fucking next m i'm gonna just put as many rhymes in as i can and if people say it's bad they don't know what hip-hop is that type of shit and i'm like well why is uzi so successful then why is his music actually so fire he's not i mean i don't want to say he's not a lyricist and get hella hate from people but he's not what would be considered <laughs> a classical lyricist you know what i mean yeah. but he sounds so good and he knows how to use certain auto tunes and he knows how to use certain intonations in his voice that it's dope ass music like it's dope ass music so you gotta you you can't just succeed off of one thing, I don't think. And no,
1: I, not not in this era. I think real. I think it's it can be very limiting. Um, yeah. If you if you don't explore, but I, I think you know. Have you question? Do you think music? And let's kind of think of the overall. Do you think music has gotten? St- "Quote unquote" dumber as time has gone on. Let's let's. I guess let's talk about like hip hop, where there used to be much more lyrical. Not to say that there still aren't people like you know, Kendrick Lamar, and like they're still in the market, but um, you know, obviously the whole mumble rap thing. It's kind of a, a cliche now at this yeah. point. Do you think that that is "quote unquote" dumber? Does it, the music been dumbed down, or has it actually been enhanced? Because rather than putting that time and energy into the lyrics necessarily you know and obviously there's, yeah. there's and they've put that much more into building uh the melodies building you know i guess yeah the aesthetics of of, of melodious music i guess
0: yeah well so that's a that's a great that's a i i think about that sometimes because you know I, I frequent hip-hop blogs and that kind of stuff i see hate comments all yeah. over the place and um i don't think it's gotten smarter or dumber i don't think that there is one i think it's broadened hip-hop has gotten so huge that a fucking white kid like me who grew up you know somewhat well off i I go to college in bellingham i can make hip-hop music in a and i people listen to it you know what i mean it's broadened it's not as cliche
1: anymore like you know because you know there's the first people that yeah the Eminem obviously being the first white rapper yeah. but, you know but 100% broadened. yeah
0: well and it's like I just what I mean by it's broadened is hip-hop I, I I don't like putting people into boxes like we've talked about and the whole genre of hip-hop people it's not even one thing at all anymore there's so many so you have trippy red on one end you have Jid over here and like there's so many, so many things where it's just like, no, it's not dumber or smarter. It's not better it's just or bigger,
1: smarter. right? It's
0: bigger, which means that there's going to be more debates and there's going to be different artists that different people like now, but like, that's something. So just to speak on my personal experience with this is like, like I said, I was all about like that whole, like, you know, lyrical miracle type shit until I started listening to hip hop with Nikki in the, the my bandmate. Um, And he started liking stuff that I never thought he would have because I was all about Nas and Jay are the greatest rappers ever. Um, If you don't have a message behind your lyrics, you're not a rapper. If you don't have rhyme schemes in your lyric, you're not a rapper, all this shit. Meek, that's, you know, I didn't understand that that's not what music is about and that's not because hip hop and rap is not music. That's not what it's about. I also didn't understand that for me to be saying that as a white kid is so fucking out of pocket. It's unbelievable for me to be like commenting on a, 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 a black art form in that way, in such a critical way to say that they're not doing something right, even though it's a black art form was so out of pocket. And I didn't realize that until like, you know, Nikki started liking Lil Uzi Vert and shit. And I was like, wait, why? And then he was like, bro, it's just about the vibe, which sounds corny, but like, it's, it really is. Like, I, Absolutely. I don't feel like no matter how successful I get, i don't feel like i'll i will ever have solid ground to stand on and say that someone is bad or someone is good yeah. you're you're that's determined by if people like your music man the
1: like, market the market will show you right yeah 100 really, percent. Mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. yeah um yeah and I, and I think you know for every it's it's really about the you know the vibe like just like we're talking about like you know maybe not taking a super super you know this type of flow on this type of beat you know mm-hmm. it's just the adaptate you know adaptation of you know being able to you know make the right decision at that right moment um, yep. you know same thing is like you know you don't really want to hear like kendrick i mean some kendrick songs you do but you don't really listen to kendrick in the club like pop models like if you know what i mean mean, you know yeah yeah yeah
0: um intelligent of music for that you're gonna be drunk in the club and be like fuck systemic racism bro like what yeah (laughs) yeah 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 no
1: you're not yeah you're not gonna be getting super philosophical necessarily maybe but probably probably not um yeah and that yeah and i and i i think that's i think really like hip-hop rap there is it's it's i think there's like the labels now quote unquote labels in terms of like the names but like Hip hop, rap, right? And then there's the overall cover of like pop music now, because mm. this is popular culture and, you know, yeah. pop, the most popular music now in the world. Um, but I do think that's a great point. There's so many different avenues now, there's so many different types. Um, and yeah, it's, 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 it's fascinating to me.
0: Super interesting. It's, yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy interesting. And for me, someone who's like a, like I said, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a tribe called Quest guy and um there's a line in one of their songs i'm I'm not gonna be able to tell you the name of the song but it's like it's hip-hop's not pop if you call it that stop or some shit like that and it's just interesting to look back on that lyric and i was just talking about this lyric with nikki the other day when i was at his house actually it's really interesting to think about that because it's like hip-hop is popular culture um but and it's it's so many pop artists use hip hop ideas in their music now. And so many hip hop artists feature on pop songs and stuff, but at the same time um, not to get like preachy or anything, but it's just, it's interesting to think about like, can you consider a, a black art form um, popular music when the black population is still so immensely oppressed? You know what I mean? That's yeah. just something like, I don't, I don't know. There's no answer to me, yeah
1: right? i mean right. i th- it's i th- i th- you, know, you know what i think it is dude you know what I th- it, 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 you know this is just my i guess my idea on this but i think that obviously the whole you know this is a, the term culture vulture pops up you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: kind of i guess appropriation or whatever but um i think that pop music right inherently what we think about pop music typically though even though hip-hop is pop music but typically when we think about yeah. pop right when somebody's just saying it, it's like we're talking about doja cat i think would be kind of one of the newer ones as much more you know britney spears like the pop stars yeah, right hey, you know all, all that. that type of thing yeah. yeah but it but it comes off as super like pl- plastic fucking fake right Perfect, like yeah. you know they're just just embodying like overall embodiment of like lip-syncing even though everyone lip synced. but the whole idea right. of just like you know billy manilly you know that's actually more of an industry plan thing but um i think yeah. that because because hip-hop there is within the black culture because they've been oppressed for so many you know for so many years you know oppression means you know low you know there, there's not a lot there what they're not a ton of distributed wealth in you know the black community because of because of the suppression, and then you know therefore that breeds you know uh you know, crime and other stuff that happens with poverty. Um, and so hip hop is kind of also built on, not to say it's completely built on, but I think, um, you know, the, the, you know, trap music, literally there's a whole genre of fucking rap that, that is all yeah. about selling drugs. And that comes with yeah. like, you know, so what I think that does, right. And this is kind of the cold kind of digressing back to your point is pop has realized that, that, office, that 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 authenticity that mm. that real feeling they can use that into the you know put that off you know just take take a little authenticity here and there right keep putting it into the, to their music right and it makes it feel real and people i think buy in a lot more if that yeah, makes exactly. sense i don't know i don't know maybe no, that, that
0: definitely makes sense yeah. and that that's that's kind of not Not really
1: roundabout way to explain that sorry but
0: yeah yeah. no no no, and that's not necessarily the point that i was getting at but it kind of speaks to it a little bit of where it's like yeah it's it feels like like just when the because that that term the terminology of like rap has become pop is used a lot but it's like rap hasn't become pop because it's more of like their pop the industry because when you think of pop it's the industry you know that's where industry plants are and stuff they're taking what they want and not and like leaving the rest out you know what i mean like they're taking what they want sprinkling it in here and just like something that i don't know i guess, I guess it didn't piss me off because people like it like i said but like not ariana grande's most recent album but the one before that because i didn't listen to the most recent one but the one before that same ariana grande music and they just fucking put trap drums all over it and i was like people were like people that i know don't listen to hip-hop and i know don't listen to trap like sorority girls at u-dub and shit who just like they don't they don't like, understand
1: where it comes from yeah, and they may exactly. take it for granted and not realize
0: exactly you know, they're like yeah, oh this absolutely. is so unique like this is this is such a fun song yeah. and all this shit i'm like it's like you nah, like not really, yeah. I, I don't want to hate like i said like if you like your music if you like the music you like the music for whatever reason but it's just something interesting to think about you know it is it is
1: super and justin bieber i think he, he came out like a while ago talking about he he he, he he said this like in a statement he's like i have to i have to say that like a lot of my music is influenced by hip-hop black yeah. culture all that stuff um and you know he he made a note of that you know you specifically yeah. say that so i i do think that you know there is a lot of people are definitely stealing you know in in a sense the the sauce like the the, the culture that you know because yeah. they see the value in it but uh um, yeah now yeah it's it's crazy though you're starting to see those two worlds of like hip-hop and pop industry really starting to mer- yeah. i mean they've merged for a while now but yeah uh...
0: the industry is definitely for yeah it's yeah it's and the artists i mean it's it's a crazy thing It's a, it's a create yeah. like like we like we've been talking about the whole time it's this ever-changing amoeba-like form the music industry is and it's a uh you never know you never know what's gonna what's going to happen tomorrow tomorrow the next Napster could come out which obviously isn't going to be a streaming service because that already exists but you know as far as impact like some fucking kid in a college dorm could come up with the next algorithm that changes the way that I make music and this book that's on my bed right now is going to be completely obsolete and I don't know that but right now we just have to operate under the
1: being that lifelong learner bro always keeping yourself yep. educated learning how because once you learn you know you can adapt better i guess to go mm-hmm. back but um i i think that's a great point so real quick um i know we're going like an hour 15 or, or no 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 we're no.
0: we're good dude i'm enjoying okay sweet so yeah,
1: i just want to make sure yeah i'm chilling i'm enjoying this quite a bit um so okay spark me up here what was i just saying i don't yeah no i know i swear all, me and all my homies will be doing this more and more like wait dude what were we just talking about um
0: we were talking about like pop and hip-hop but i don't know if you were gonna segue off that after something else okay yeah i remember now
1: um so what kind of like promotion tactics kind of like strategies have you guys if, if you want to you, you don't have to talk to this talk to this oh, yeah. if you don't want but like what are some of the the strategies marketing strategies you guys have kind of used um implemented to help so- you guys? Grow. I'm always
0: down to talk about this stuff because if I didn't, someone could just find it in a different source. So if I yeah. can be in that source, that'd be awesome. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, one thing that we just started doing with this, we just released a five song EP called Nua that's on every streaming service. And so something that we just started doing is really grinding on playlisting, um, playlist placements. And so obviously we always submit to the Spotify playlists. They're really hard to get onto because it's mostly popular music. There are, you know, independent artist radios and stuff like that, that we've gotten onto. But if you have a song that fits a specific vibe, so say we make a really sad song. This is just an example. We make a song that is really sad. Go to Spotify, type in the search bar, sad, scroll the playlist, click on the first playlist and Five out of 10 times, about half the time, there's going to be an Instagram name for the person that curates the playlist or an email or a direct link to a submission website. And these are not Spotify playlists. These are user creator playlists that have, some of them have hundreds of thousands of listeners. A lot of them have a few thousand.
1: Is Rap Caviar considered one of those or no?
0: Rap Caviar is a Spotify one. Is a Spotify one, okay. Yeah, it's a Spotify one. So that's like, you're only going to get on that really if you're like-
1: Unless you're in the industry, yeah.
0: Um, but- So that's something that we've been doing and we've been splitting up between the team. And it's just like, for each song, have a couple buzzwords that you think go with it, sit down, find people to DM, find people to email, find websites to submit to outside of Spotify. There's also, you know, Apple music has a similar thing. It's a little bit different. I use Spotify, so I can't necessarily speak to it as much. Um, But go on google we've been going on google and just searching playlists literally hip-hop playlist indie hip-hop playlist seattle playlist because we're from seattle that type of shit that's one avenue that we've been trying to use to the maximum because it's a great way to just get streams which
1: just- is super smart dude because and this 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 definitely speaks to you guys definitely studying the business because you started to see this kind of shift obviously with the rise of streaming and stuff, but these playlists are low key more like more not exactly the same. Like there's still radio, but they are kind of what radio was back then. Yeah. Like they are low key, yeah. massive gatekeepers in, yeah. in a sense where, and and obviously the labels and, and industry, they, they, they own a lot of the stuff. I mean, uh, a lot of these record labels own part of Spotify, but mm-hmm. like rap caviar could literally, and this happened, you know, y- you see the push behind like a good example recently is big Sean, right. With mm-hmm. Detroit Two I think came out. And he, yep. hadn't came out, it came, you know, he hadn't put anything out in a while. Um, he was on every single playlist, every single, uh, you know, all of these playlists. And it kept him, you know, it, get, it helped him get the number one. It mm-hmm. also helped him, you know, uh, stay on the charts for a couple of weeks. Then once they pulled a lot of those, he was yep. off the charts. He was yep. off the charts. So these play, and these playlists have so much fucking influence. Dude. You're, you're, yep. so, you're so right. Um so I think that's 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 a super good point you make. Um,
0: so another thing that we've been doing is, is something that I've kind of learned in the past is never to hold yourself to, obviously hold yourself to artistic standards and stuff. But you got you got to put your pride away when it comes to sending emails and when it comes to contacting certain people and when it comes to how you interact with people. Because obviously I think my music is dope. Like the stuff that we've been putting out recently, I think is great music, but I made it. So I, I put it out. So obviously I do. So I, like just understanding as a smaller artist, like you can't take anything for granted. If you get playlisted on a, a playlist that has 500 listeners, that's 500 listeners, man. Like you're not too big for that, like at all. Like if, you know, if you get an email from someone that's like, or, you know, say COVID is not going on and someone wants to play, play, someone wants you to play a show at a smaller venue, you know, just a hundred people or whatever. You're not like, no matter how good you think your music is, it's not good until other people think it is. So you gotta, you gotta put your pride on the shelf, pull up your fucking bootstraps and, and grind. And that's, that's the strategy obviously there's other things in it like playlisting you know like running ads doing campaigns trying to get on different radio stations all of that shit the core of it
1: though is just hard work like you know, like you're saying yeah there's nothing else without that groundwork of just being able to put yep. in those hours Yeah,
0: and education and again shout out to nikki because I, I mean we had this conversation even like three months ago um I would not have had as good of answers to these questions because he's educated me a lot and he showed me what grind means, you know, before I thought grind meant making a few songs every day, putting out, you know, sending a couple of verses every week. Now it's like, nah, like I'm sending like, like five verses a day. If I don't have anything to do that day, you know, like if I don't have anything that I have to do, I have to do this. So it's it's it's
1: it's a great it's super and yeah, shout out shout out to Nike by the way because that that yeah that, that's that's invaluable, um, but it's it's great you know like there's two kind of really famous ideas like they're they're both both of them are TED talks um, in entrepreneurship one is uh, Simon Sinek's uh, how what why I'm sure you've heard of the how what why right, uh, and then the other one is by Angela uh, um, a data analyst I can't actually remember what she exactly does but it's, they did, they did a whole study on uh, a ma- a mass analysis of, of a bunch of different successful entrepreneurs. Um, and they were trying to take away what really brings success. And the number one thing by far was having grit and grit is that ability to go day after day work on my craft day after day, like continuously working mm-hmm. hard.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Number, number one reason for people's success by far. Yeah. And and, and, you know, I think some people maybe are quicker learners. So that hard work they'll get maybe more, yeah. uh, but yeah, at the same time right. though, everyone develops at a different time. Like I remember yeah. hearing Steve Nash talk about this when he's getting inducted into the hall of fame, he's like next to Jason kid. And he's like, yeah, Jason kid was a star in high school. I, I wasn't, but just everyone develops at different times and just, you know, eventually you're going to, you're going to do it. If you keep working hard, you yeah. know, you're going to, you're going to be able to eventually uh, do yeah.
0: it. It's uh, like great and trusting in that grit like like trusting that no matter what like if all else fails you're gonna be working so hard i mean like obviously we're we're both basketball fans i can tell you're a basketball fan and i'm a huge i played basketball my whole life and i mean it just goes back to that whole like mamba mentality idea which again can be corny to some people but fuck it like that's really what it is like you gotta prove don't just prove to other people but prove to yourself that you're willing to work harder than your competition and absolutely and it's a weird thing to say in, a, in an art form sometimes, because it's a more abstract idea than just go put up a hundred shots in a gym. It's a little bit different. It's, it takes um, a different type of grind and a different kind of energy. Cause it's not a physical output. Yeah. Grind but, on the
1: education, I think just so knowing. Yeah. That yeah.
0: That out. is, that is a tangible thing that you can totally grind on. And it's obviously tangible when you're putting out more verses or putting out more songs, putting out more beats, whatever it is you're doing. But sometimes, you know, there's you not end up like
1: Fetty at. wop right. And put all, put all those number one smashes right, right back to back to back or sorry, I'm getting a little off there, but yeah.
0: No, no, no. But it's, but the point that I'm making is it's like, I can grind, I can grind on making a verse. I can sit at my computer for three hours and have a blank page in front of me. But me doing that for those three hours, even though I don't have anything to show for it is just as important because that's taking if I would have done that later on, those three hours were still going to be there where I have a blank page. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So take, I take those three hours out and now next time I go to the computer and sit down for three hours, I'm way more likely to have something. Yeah. And I'm sharpening skills, getting
1: better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure.
0: going to run, I'm going to get writer's block again. I'm sure that's a, it's a natural thing. It, mm-hmm. it happens, it happens to producers too a lot of the time, but you got to just do it. You got to just fucking absolutely. do it. And again, absolutely. shout out Nikki. Like,
1: it's a grind no 100% and and just and like you said at the very beginning this is this is a hyper competitive industry right where you know, everyone wants to be a rapper and um and it's hard you know you, how do you you know how do you guys feel like like i think you guys have been building just a great foundation you guys have you're obviously you guys have thousands and thousands of views and and, and fans but um How how have you, how have you guys tried to maybe stick out? Have you guys maybe thought about like different ways? Cause you always kind of want to, you know, whether it's a product or, you know, you're offering a product or you're a musician, like differentiation is kind of a key thing in the market, especially, I think, you know, that's why people will do all this clout chasing and do all bunch of bullshit to like quote unquote, it's like, in my opinion, it's like short term differentiation, but
0: it's not going to stick with, it's not longevity. longevity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, That's a great question. So again, going back to like what we talked about very early on with the whole yes theory thing is we got thrown into the fire. You know what I mean? For real, we got thrown in front of people's eyes before we were ready to be thrown in front of people's eyes. So it's kind of taken until, you know, just a couple years ago, honestly, until now for everyone in the group to understand like what it really means to be in the music industry and, and how we are going to succeed and how we're going to differentiate ourselves And I think the main way we try to differentiate ourselves is by our sound a little bit. Um, and I'm like, when you say we have a unique sound, that's like a huge, like, let's go for me, because that's something that I'm so close to the music. It's hard for me to objectively judge that. Um, but so that's where we're trying to, you know, we're trying to be, that's dope, dude.
1: That's longevity, bro. And it's it, that yeah. is what will have you having you guys having a 20-year career, a 30 year career, you know, however long, mm. rather than you know, one, you know, a few years of, you know, that is what because because you you look at, I guess you look at the at you know, make good music and they'll come. Like build it and they'll come. You know, not, yeah. not use like this, this, that, that cliche. But uh, you know, we look at at the end of the day, clout, clout, you can't be running your engine on clout. Mm-hmm. because that shit will run out it and also gets got- it's just like a drugs it gets harder and harder for you yeah. so you have to keep one upping yourself. and okay. you look at something like six nine you know cloud is something to, to to enhance what is already there like travis scott's amazing at it um uh, more so and just with the product stuff and, and how yeah, yeah. It is. but uh you know you can't be having you know the engine running on cloud yeah, yeah. And, and i think that you guys are straying away from that 100 which is obviously dope. But you guys, they're building the true value there, the, the actual foundation, which is smart.
0: Yeah. yeah. The other thing, too, uh, that I just thought of is uh, I haven't been thinking about it because of COVID. It's ruined all of per- all performance opportunities. But that's something that as a group, we really, really pride ourselves on is our ability to perform without vocal backing. Um, we use some for harmonies and, and, and stuff like that. But like if you hear a verse from me that's super fast on a track when I perform that verse, I'm not going to use vocal backing. And I very much pride myself on that. Um, And I just, I specifically, but everyone in the group too, we, when we have a performance, we haven't had a lot, but when we have, and in the future, when we do, when COVID is under control, Mm. we really prepare and pride ourselves on putting on a show. And I think in hip hop, that is something that's lost sometimes because you can just turn the bass up and people will go crazy. You know what I mean? But that's, that's just something I wanted to touch on. Cause that's something that yeah. I hold really, really close to my heart. I, yeah. I, I, you, I
1: saw some pictures of you guys look popping,
0: dude. Yeah, says, was, yeah, Performances that, are hella hell of fun. And that's, I mean, another part of that is just cause we have like the fans that we do have are, they're great. They show up and they, they go crazy. Like, yeah,
1: dude. and that's what a, that's what a unique sound slash, you know, true talent and, and also kind of, you know, coming up, you know, building, you know, you guys are ripe for having a cult following like sure. in my opinion like that's what brock hampton kind of has a little bit of that i mean there's there's plenty of other artists too that, that have that but you know uh, i think the cult followings definitely really mainly come from very few times it doesn't uh, it won't but it mainly comes from having quality unique music right
0: um you for yeah. sure i mean like you look at like 100 gex and they just make like the craziest shit ever and i'm not gonna t- i'm there's people in my band who love 100 Gags. I'm not going to put their music on, on, my, on my headphones and listen to it, you know, a lot of the time. But, like, that shit is crazy, and it's crazy good, you know what I mean? And it's nothing like anything that's ever been done. We're not, necess- we're not making music that's not like anything that's ever been done before. Um, but we're definitely trying to carve our own little hole in the wall that is hip-hop, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're just trying to, like, okay... These people are over here, these people are over here. What can we do that is cool and we like, but is also just like, how can we not be like other people? And that's something that we something the to put it in a phrase, early on I was trying, uh I was trying to be a rapper rather than being a rapper. I was trying to be an artist rather than being an artist. You were and trying
1: think, to be the, you're trying to be the rapper, not, yeah,
0: not so you're trying just, to be the,
1: the, not be yourself, right. And yeah. You're trying to be what the no. image of. Yeah.
0: So that's something that we have come to an understanding of a group is, and this is something that I've harped on for a really long time, even before I acted it is, if you are yourself, you are going to be unique, first of all, because no one is the exact same, even twins aren't the exact same. But you're also going to be relatable because you're a person and all people can share experiences. So people always get caught up in and I have and other people in my group have and anyone does get caught up in, I want to try to be like this. But not nah, if you're just yourself, not only are you going to be unique and relatable, but also you're going to be able to put out different shit because you're never the same person you were four years ago and that's something that i love about like kanye west and tyler the creator and a bunch of other artists but those are the two where it's like if you listen to an album of tyler the creator is a great example and kanye west from their early work versus now versus anyone i can listen to it and be like this is from this album within like two seconds of listening to it just because they're constantly growing as humans so because they're themselves in their art they're constantly growing as artists
1: yeah absolutely and i want it and i think that this would one of the one of the most insightful like one of the dopest points i think that we, that you just you just went over just now is and this is for any content creator really but be yourself because one, it's more like you said, relatable. That that is so key, right there, dude. And yeah. what I want, and the and I was very happy. To, I'm I'm hyped that you brought that up because I was gonna say is I think where you guys differentiate yourself. This is just my opinion, but I think you guys do create. You know, you have a unique sound, but like you said, you know, it's not like completely something different. I think though, how we, the pieces of the puzzle, which is okay, you you know each member, mm-hmm. I think are unique in themselves, and that's where there's you guys are creating this music and putting and i think there's a lot of uniqueness there uh, yeah. but i think that like whereas a lot of times i think group sometimes groups uh there's like the whole things like rat you know group rappers it, it doesn't really ever go well now Griselda is obviously kind of one of the more mainstream ones that have come to sure. fruition to kind of prove that wrong but i think there's a ton of value in how you guys all have these different you know pieces to the puzzle and you guys put it together in this unique way um And and that's by being yourself. Like, and I think that's super dope that you, I mean.
0: Yeah, yeah. thank you. And another to touch on that a little bit too, I think part of that is um, because we were all friends before we started making music. Like for, like, I'm sure people say that like, oh yeah, they were in my math class or whatever, but like, nah, these are like my best friends. Like if we all stopped being able to talk for some reason and we couldn't be rappers, we couldn't be musicians anymore for whatever reason, like we would still be like, I'm still at their weddings. I'm still- someone's godfather i fucking better be you know it's that it's that type of thing where it's like so then we can take that that's what like a great friend group is It's, it's a it's a bunch of individual parts creating one whole and we're trying to put that into our music where it's like you know we all have our personalities outside of music which translate to our personalities in music and i could go off about who we are and stuff who i know these guys to be but that's just you know we because we work as friends i think is why we work as a a a united musical alliance which yeah. i don't You're,
1: know I you ever more. absolutely I, and i i think you guys are doing an amazing job of it um do you, do you ever get worried or think about the future like if you look at the history of like most um most groups mm-hmm. i mean no matter what it ends not 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 saying it ends badly or anything but it almost always ends right yeah not for always. Sure. and especially i think like Like, I remember I lived with, like, two of my best friends, um, and, like, I'm never, after that experience, I'm never living with a close friend of mine ever again, just because I realized that when you live with a close friend, you devalue seeing them, and, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but, excuse me, but to, I guess to digress back, though, is, like, when your best friends, how, like, like, I, I used to put on, like, some of my homies, and, you know, they don't owe me some money or something. And I'll be, okay, you can do this work. And they didn't really take it as serious. Cause I'm like,
0: friend, they see yeah. me as their
1: friend, not my yeah. business partner. And in a sense, right. Uh, there is kind of that you're going to have to have that time where you kind of, you have to switch back and forth maybe sometimes. Mm-hmm. And just, I, I'm just, I'm just curious. Like, I, I, let's talk about that. And then I want to get into like really quick. Once the money comes in, how will that affect the group? I'm just curious if you mind me, yeah. I, I'm just, I, I find it fascinating. Um, so I,
0: I have, I have some experience with that as far as like the, the, the analogy that you, that you make is the living with like close friends and stuff. Yeah. And I, so I've been living with one of my best friends for three years now. He's not in the group, but um, I fucking love living with him. Yeah. Um, uh, but I've also lived with some of my close friends and been like, I, I can't live with you anymore. And that's, that's just the way of life. With this group of guys, as far as the business side of things, the friendship I think actually helps like you're taking, you're using them, the idea of like, you know, when you have a friend working for you, sometimes it's not taken as seriously for us. I think sometimes a lot of the times it's opposite because it's like, oh shit, if one of my best friends is like disappointed in me or mad at me or something, it's like, I don't ever want that ever. And the other part of that is that I've learned from living with people is clarity is kindness. So a lot of people think that, you know, when, if I I'm a direct person in general, but a lot of people in their interpersonal relationships have this problem of like, Oh, but I don't want to say what's bothering me because I don't want it to become a thing. Well, if you don't say what's bothering you, it's going to fester inside of you and it's going to become resentment and it's going to ruin the entire relationship. Whereas, you know, to go back to us being in a group together, if I have a verse that other people in the group don't like, or sounds bad to them, they're just going to be like, that's bad. We're not using it. And I'm not,
1: Taking it personal, it's just not yeah, a absolutely. personal
0: thing. Even though we're best friends, and I kind of allow myself to not take it personally because we're best friends, and I know that they wouldn't be saying that out of a place of jealousy or yeah. spite or hate or whatever it is. There's no negative to that. It's only for the buildup of the group, and then to move on to what you're talking about with, you know, if the money comes in or whatever. When the wait, money- real, real
1: quick, real quick, before you in the money, I just want to so just yeah. to kind of overview of that. So you guys, I think that's super dope because you guys obviously created like a culture of like accountability towards one another being like mm-hmm. i don't want to disappoint my home like i think that's super dope yeah um, and i just wanted to yeah say that so but when it comes to the money sorry keep going
0: um yeah sorry i just had to respond to a band text no worries um, so when it comes to the money um i think that that's where this whole idea of us educating ourselves and us grinding and stuff is going to be a huge uh positive thing because i a lot of the times the reason groups specifically in hip hop, but in any art form break up is because of label interference, money, that kind of stuff. Um, because we have an understanding of like what it means to draw up a contract. Cause we have an understanding of what the music industry is, even though it's, ba- it's a base level thing right now. Cause we're going to continue to learn about it. Um, I don't see, I don't foresee a, and it's easy to say now because nothing has come up like that, but I don't really foresee a, a big thing like that. And if it ever were, I don't think it would be like a, oh, I'm never talking to you again type of thing. I'm just, it, it would be like a, okay. I'm going to do my
1: Yeah. That yeah. is the best fucking point, though, dude. That is a education will help fight that shit away, right? Yeah. That'll keep that stuff away. Cause, cause most of the time, right? It, it, not most of the time, but like, you know, it could be, um, you know, contracts that they don't understand. They sign it, you know, all that stuff, education. Yeah. And then also education will also help everyone's individual career. Cause if you look at the Griselda too, is they really, all three of them have been grinding on their own personal stuff too. And I think 100%. that, um, that's super hard, but, but it seems, and, and that, yeah, I think that that's a, it's a great answer. I think they're actually, dude, I think we got some gold here, bro. in this, this podcast, maybe
0: I, I, i hope so i hope i think so. we i think we do
1: dude um yeah. <laughs> but uh so have you, have you guys thought about the individual um career like doing you know solo projects but also staying together and, and like what have you guys yeah.
0: we get we had asked this question a good amount um
1: yeah i remember asking you the first time i met you like the, yeah.
0: yeah so we uh we definitely do our own stuff uh i don't think a lot of it's been released um i don't think really any of it's been released um Cormac has a couple songs that are still under the 49th parallel name because it's a way to get more traction for the group um but right now how I treat non-group music is practice because my main inspiration in my music is my friends and they they're the people I make music with um but
1: are you preparing for the future because I think yeah where I think it's really smart. You guys are focusing on the group and and that's where you want to do what you want to do. Yeah. But later down the line, that's how I think in, in a way that kind of happens with, with groups when they break up is they all, if you can do, if you can be part of the collective and also individual later on, it's going to help diversify your
0: revenues. Right. That's, 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 I think like the idea that I'm getting Mm -hmm. at is it's like we can draw parallels at Brockhampton again is it's like, um, like Kevin Abstract releases solo music and his solo album was pretty great. Um, Fell off for me a little bit on the B side, but I think it was a great album. And then he goes back and a few months later releases a, a full length project with Brock Hampton that's also incredible. Um, and the other MCs and stuff haven't done that yet, but I don't think it's for any other reason besides that they just weren't interested in it. Um, as soon as that interest comes for us, um, then it's going to be something that's welcomed by the group with open arms. It's like, yeah, you want to go do this shit? Fucking go ahead. But
1: what I, what I think is dope though, is that you got, and you might see this practice too, but I think, you know, and we talked a little bit about this earlier, but that practice regardless is, is helping, you know, putting time yeah. and getting better, but you also can build up your solo, you know, uh, um, I guess content, uh, log over time and, yep. and really be, instead of having it, you know, the group, let's, the group breaks it, like, let's just say the group breaks up and, and now you're scrambling to figure out your individual stuff, not to say it's going to break up or anything like that, but
0: yeah yeah, yeah of course
1: stay together but when the time is right more so when the group is really you know established and 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 you know you want to do your people start to do their solo things you know you have that catalog built up and you have that yeah. understanding of your personal sound and how you know because it's a different thing you know crafting a song you're just on let's say and then yeah. crafting a group song it's
0: so different it's so yeah. different i mean yeah. even for me that's something yeah. that i like Making a full song is a daunting task, man. It's, it's a daunting thing for me because, like I said, like I'm just figuring out what my voice is and how to use it in different ways other than just rap. And so, um, yeah, we've... we've. It's also like understanding that not to use the group as a crutch. You know what I mean? Like not to be like, oh, well, I can't do this. So I know AK will be able to do that. So let That's him... That's a great
1: point, it. dude. That's a great it's point.
0: It's like we understand that too, where it's like, nah, like the group is is only and can only be treated as a positive thing and that's why i think if we get into the future or whatever and say our fans are clamoring for an ak solo tape or whatever fuck yeah bro go do your own solo shit we're gonna support you in that we're gonna help you with that however you want but i think no matter what unless some meteor metaphorical meteor hits our group in some way that breaks us up we're always gonna have the friendship and the friendship drives the music and the music drives the friendship so it's like if we're all in the same room together we're gonna be like why the fuck are, would we not make music it's the best feeling in the world like literally making music is it's the most undescribable feeling ever so like why would we not you know what i mean
1: yeah dude i think you guys have a really fucking because i think groups and if you guys it seems like you guys have talked about this i think groups a lot of times i think since we've seen the history of groups kind of develop over the years, I think more people are doing this, maybe a little bit, but probably not many, a lot of groups don't talk about the stuff initially and prepare for the future. But I, you guys obviously have a really, you know, whether it's just the understanding or having the accountability for one another and, and understand, you know, that's a, it's a really hard thing though with like friendships and business music, you know, but I think that you guys really have talked it through. And I think you guys, I think that's a great, like you said, music goes into the friendship. Friendship goes into the music and you're incentivized to maintain both.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, man.
1: That's dope. that's dope, dude. Fuck. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're running up. What do we do? We're almost at two hours. Hell yeah. <laughs> dude. Um, quick. Okay. Let's, i gonna do like one or two more questions and then we'll wrap it up here. Appreciate exactly. you, Appreciate your time, by the way.
0: Dude, Of course.
1: Um, so and i think this is could be interesting coming from a you know someone that's in a group what's your take and i, I think this actually be really interesting because okay so you're kind of a little bit of it you were a little bit more of a hip-hop snob back in the day like just because you're saying like you're a little you're you're, a, you're a lyrical it, purist you're you're yeah. an east coast you know boom bat lover and not to say you know you're, yeah, you're yeah. technical right yeah and you obviously you know that 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 viewpoint and and what do you think though about like, um, and this might be a cliche question, but the ghostwriters? What do you think about ghostwriters? You know, rec- you know, recently it came out, Snoop Dogg's got ghostwriters too. Like, dude, obviously, but, but
0: fucking everyone had, do okay. Everyone, yeah. I w- don't want to use a ghostwriter. I, I knew you wouldn't. Up. I knew you wouldn't.
1: And I love that because I think I will- you, yeah, yeah. I can. But
0: I will say though, AK has helped me come up with a rhyme before. We write in the same room way too much for that not to happen. You know what I mean?
1: Dude, y'all are goat. you guys got ghostwriters, huh? Forty Nights Parallels got go- I'm just kidding. <laughs> what
0: I don't like is when the ghostwriter doesn't get credit. So I don't like the idea of a ghost writer because ghost means that they don't get credit. Yeah. I love Dr. Dre for putting all of his writers on the credits. I'm most of the time he has. Because Dr. Dre is not a rapper, he is a producer. Easy or not easy e. Fucking Ice Cube wrote his lyrics for NWA. Ice Cube wrote almost every lyric for every NWA song. Him and MC Ren did. So, like, as long as they're getting the credit that they deserve, and you know, sometimes the credit that they deserve, or sometimes the credit they want, is just money. As long as they're as long as it's not stealing, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm cool with it. I, again, it's one of those things where it's like before I would have been like, oh, they're not real rappers if they're using Ghostwriters and shit. But I'm like, if Drake... I think the Drake if,
1: thing really progressed this whole yeah. idea of Ghostwriters, yeah.
0: And if, but if Drake's paying Quentin Miller like a million to use a line or however much it would be, then I don't see any problem with that because yeah. it's m- mutually beneficial for both and that might be a controversial take in hip-hop I think a lot of like old heads would be like that's you know if you write your own lyrics you're supposed to write your own lyrics but then it's like okay well who do you listen to you probably listen to Snoop Dogg you probably they they hit that
1: shit way harder back in the day right I mean they could it was a lot easier to. yeah
0: yeah. but as long as credit is given where credit is due in whatever way shape or form that is I'm super cool with that and that's something that a lot of people don't realize about the music industry in general is like artists don't write their own lyrics, man. There's like rap, 30
1: person teams that go into yeah, a one song.
0: Rap yeah. is a more unique thing where yeah. it's a, it's a more pride based art form that, excuse me, you're more required to, and it's more impressive if you don't. And I'm right. never, I'm never gonna, you know, fucking have a team in the studio writing my lyrics for me, but you know, it's.
1: You ain't going to have an OVO sweatshop.
0: Yeah. You are at the
1: OVO sweatshop? How, like, yeah. and, and like, I heard recently, like, Drake told somebody, he's like, yeah, honestly, you don't want to sign with me, just because I can't remember, I think I remember specifically, I think it, yeah, I don't know who, I can't remember who it was, but that whole idea of how he, I, I he's literally created a record label that's, everything goes into him, like, he's yep. the top of the pyramid, so you got, I mean, you know, everything from Party Next Door is going straight to Drake, let's be honest.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and that's definitely held back that, that dude's career heavily for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's just unhealthy. I mean, yeah. if we're talking about ghostwriters in that way, that's just unhealthy. You want to look at what a healthy record, label, healthy branch of a record label looks like in my eyes. It's like a Dreamville, where, you know, J Cole's the head of the food chain, but he's doing nothing, but you know, he works for his artists in a lot of ways because he's like, Oh, you think this song is going to hit? All right. I'll hop on it and you'll get an extra 5 million plays. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, not he's not. Better. He's
1: not like. Oh, I'm gonna need that track. Actually, I like that yeah. one.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the bottom line for me with Ghostwriter is like, if credit is given where credit's due, then yeah. yeah. So I'm fine with writers. I guess I'm not fine with artists hiding that they use them, but I'm not gonna hold a writer at a lower regard um, for using one unless that they unless they claim they don't. You know what I mean? Unless they're. I lying. think it's
1: like the industry plant thing. I think people just don't want to be deceived, and also we no. want to see people get credit and see yeah, like. 100%. Yeah, people want the truth. They want to see real. They don't want to see fake plastic. They don't want to see somebody trying to maybe be, you know, something, something that they're not. Forever. I think there's a few different times we kind of touched on that, 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 that theme. Um, dope, man. Well, we're so, so this is, this is a cannabis music podcast. I I'm slowly evolving the the format, I guess, to, just a quick question. I, I guess this cannabis at all. Like what do you, what's your relationship with cannabis?
0: I like it. <laughs> um, like it. I like it. Yeah, no, I like the smoke. I can go into more into depth for sure. Um, yeah. Well, like
1: how is it? Does it, does it help enhance your music at all? Or, or, you know, does it, or...
0: So the way that I treat my cannabis usage is, um, uh, I think pretty similar to when, you know, a 40 year old man is like, after I get home from a day of work, I need a glass of wine. Um, I've tried and I still do sometimes it depends on the strain. Um, because strains affect people differently. Um, but I tend to find myself less musically productive as far as finishing things when I uh, have consumed cannabis. Uh, I definitely, depending on the strain, can can have better ideas sometimes. But finishing them and completing them and recording them never happens when I'm high. Not yeah, well. I feel you. Yeah. So yeah. It's, uh, it's also
1: a hit or miss too. Like you said, the strains can be different. So there's times maybe yeah. you could really enhance it. And there's times where not to speak for everyone, but I think more times than not maybe, and everyone's different, honestly. So I'm, I'm I'm kind of the same too, bro. It's I like maybe a little, little bit, little bit, but like it it can, it can, it can kind of stun. And I
0: think, I think part of that for me too, is because I've been, I've been trying to be a rapper for so long, that I never, I, I was, I've always written when I was sober from a super young age, because I wasn't smoking when I was six years old. You know what I mean? And I wasn't drinking either. I can't, I can't write shit when I'm drunk. I can't Dude, That's
1: a really good point. Let me ask you this real quick. So, like, do you think – like, you know, there's kind of that almost stereotype now, like, there's, like, people used to be like, oh, yeah, I like the Eminem on drugs or, like, I like the, the future on lean, right? Like, yeah. do you think that that's kind of what, when they were kind of started – they started to do music, and this is kind of – we're just kind of making assertions here, um yeah. obviously. But do you think that that was – them doing drugs the whole time at the beginning or not drugs but like you know whatever they were consuming whether it was weed maybe it was yeah maybe was syrup maybe it was you know whatever it was they built their foundation on that that crutch right mm. do you think that's do you think that's the case or do you think it just over time it develops and this is kind of a weird question but
0: Yeah, right. I don't I don't know because like yeah. you said everyone's different. So that's my whole thing with that is like I I liked Eminem's earlier music when he supposedly was on drugs. <laughs> I don't like Eminem more when he's on drugs. I don't think anyone likes anyone more when they're addicted to pills. Yeah, you know what I absolutely. mean? So it's absolutely. like, and it's also just like, I try to withhold judgment from those things. Cause okay. I have a, uh, I have an experience with addiction in yeah. you know people who are close to me and stuff. And so I don't like to withhold judgments specific. It's like separate the artist and the art. And I don't know. I don't, I don't. Absolutely. I, don't I, just, I just find color. it an
1: interesting topic where you start to look at some of the like, like little Wayne on lean bro. like what? Yeah like what do you have that voice you know there's all these different yeah. things the elements that i guess have, you know from the environment that affect you know 50 cent getting shot in, in in the in the in the mouth
0: well and so um, the thing too is it's like it's interesting for me just to it's on this topic and the last things that we were talking about is like i can't finish ideas when i'm high and i think that that's because i overthink a lot in general yeah. And I I'm sure you can share this experience is that no matter really what strain, if it's indicator or sativa, like my mind is going to be, a li- it's going to be different. And it's for me, it's always overactive. So when I add weed into it, it's, I overthink everything a little bit more.
1: And then it's overload indecisiveness. Yeah. And yeah.
0: But the weird you know. thing is I love freestyling. Um, I don't, I love freestyling. It's one of my favorite things to do. It's a pastime for me and I think I'm pretty good at it i'm high when i'm freestyling i'm so much better so i feel you
1: dude we gotta we we gotta freestyle sometime bro but like bro i I, dude i just growing up we'd be fucked up freestyling
0: yeah exactly because you think for some reason when you start doing it you think about it less but when i'm in this setting of like i take my music really seriously and so that's i think where the cannabis gets in the way sometimes Because when i hear my own voice you know and i'm like oh that's crazy oh it's not perfect oh whatever whatever but, you know, if it's a casual thing where I'm just freestyling with my homies, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm not my in, I don't have inhibitions right now. So yeah. I'm just like,
1: and I, I think you made a great point. You, you mentioned quickly, like, quickly there's, is I think, too, it gives you like, you know, liquid courage people get, you know, people uh, are always worried to freestyle. And it's like, you know, you kind of helps, you know, I've done a lot of drunk freestyling. So I've kind of pushed past it now. I can, yeah. I got over my cringe period. Yeah, bro. Let's yeah. let's freestyle, bro. I'm a let's battle rap, dog. I'm a, I'm gonna tear you that. up. No, I'm just kidding, bro. No, you, I'm just kidding, bro. I'm just kidding. No, you'd <laughs> fuck me up. Um, dope, dude. Well, um, so where can the people find you? Where uh, where's the best places to listen to you know 49th Parallel music?
0: Um, 49th Parallel music is on any streaming service, whatever you use: Apple Music, Spotify, Title, Amazon, Pandora, SoundCloud. We're on everything. YouTube. Um, we our instagram is 49th parallel music for the number 49th l e l l music um, we have a super dope website uh, that's also 49thparallelmusic.com um, we have merch coming out soon we just released a five song project that's titled M-U-A-H exclamation point Um, and
1: real quick too i know we didn't touch on but like i loved you know you guys you guys did the five different you know videos right yeah i was just
0: about to get into the super
1: dope Yeah, yeah i love those
0: um so not only do all five songs blend into each other so if you have spotify turn the crossfade mode on because they each song goes into the next it's like a 16 minute idea that's one thing we also have a music video for each song and those music videos also blend into each other in some ways, which we haven't released the full 16 minute one video yet, but that's coming very soon. And all five music videos are out individually on YouTube. Um, uh, yeah, you guys, like, by the
1: way, you guys killed those videos. Hugh showed showing me the other day. Pavo, yeah, shout out to Pavo, shout out to everyone. That, that's, a,
0: that's a big thing that I take pride in too, because yeah. I'm, I'm on me and the dudes who live in bellingham and ruby who's also in the group who does a lot of vocals um we that those music videos were our babies we sat in a room and really just like hashed out what those were gonna be yeah wait Definitely. really
1: quick dude i'm so i'm so curious because i loved you know the, the uh the briefcase um
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: when i saw it, it reminded me of and i loved i love how you guys did it um, did did, it, did you guys think it reminded me of the schoolboy q video with like the car and how I can't remember the name yeah. of it.
0: I, don't, yeah. I, I think I know what you're talking and about. And it's like
1: just the, there's just the one angle always, and it's from the car, and you see all these different yeah. experiences happen.
0: Yeah. And there's just and like, I, yeah. I didn't think about that when, when we. It's before. a dope idea. It, 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 it can also really help like, you do a
1: lot, you know, yeah. a lot. Of, yeah.
0: Simplicity, too. That's something that we figured out in these videos. But if that, the briefcase video is just Cormac, who has a house a few blocks away from me we were all at his house talking about music videos ideas and for a long time he had he's had this briefcase that's super cool looking and we were like we got to put this in a music video somehow and then we were like what do we put the camera inside and we we're like well the camera won't fit inside what if we taped a phone to it and that's literally how we did it it's dope dude. taped a phone and then like put it on a lower camera quality so it looks intentionally like fuzzy <laughs> you know what i mean and then just fucking run with it and yeah we're
1: fire, dude i i loved it i thought it was thanks, very dope yeah
0: yeah uh-huh. but yeah new new ep out music videos out for that we'll have merch coming soon check out our website finnegan schneider designed that he's amazing at what he does he does our album covers and all that another one of my best friends um since before we all started doing this um i got a couple interviews i got some interviews that are explaining my lyrics coming out with hugh Fogarty, who uh oh. worked, works with you um and yeah man i gotta run actually i have a meeting with the no band. worries
1: brother i was just gonna say dude re- so anyway no i really appreciate you dude. We, we went way past an hour and a half right yeah yeah yeah. that
0: was fun that Good was super- combo bro yeah dude that was awesome
1: yeah man i i seriously i'm very glad you came i'm super glad that Hugh texted me and, uh, last night and we just set this up yeah
0: dude
1: yeah dude you guys are you guys are onto something you guys are you guys are great music but also smart people so uh Thanks, anyways bro. guys this is the frame of flower podcast episode 26 with my man sam a Coastal from 49th Parallel. I appreciate you, Sam. Thanks for coming
0: you, bro. All right, man. Have a good one. Peace, bro. I've been passing by the moment. Trying to stay grounded, but I found I'm always floating. The way they count is just revolting. Revolving all the options in my cortex. Should I do it for the checks? And do I put myself in check? Like Henny in a Cortez. I'm penny dropping dimes. See how heavy that the floor gets? I'll take this wine over Henny. Take time. Try to live up in the moment.